Today is Thursday, September 28th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Today we quickly, 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 quickly uh, recap a little bit of yesterday's discussion. I look into more of the political stuff that uh, Canadian atheist Michael brought up. Um, so, you know, about judgment, Trump, indictments, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I recap some of that after I did a little digging. Turns out, no surprise, uh, you know, people lie. Um, anyway, <clears throat> not Michael, um, but the, you know, the people involved and well, just listen. Anyway, so um, let's see. Then we get into some more Christian topics today. One of which is what does Jesus mean by be perfect as your, you know, as God is perfect, as your father in heaven is perfect, Matthew 5. And we go on, we talk about uh, a little bit of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's a lot of quick fire topics. Then we get into middle knowledge. Does God know everything exactly, or does he know everything it could possibly be? So it's kind of a wash, but a little skewed. Um, we talk about that, what that means. Then we get into, you know, when God regrets or when God repents, does that really mean uh, what what we define that thousands of years later as repenting or regretting? Uh, so we have a good conversation about all that stuff. If you stick around, I'm not going to tell you where, but you will get to see Steph and Chris have a little spat, which is is a little uncomfortable, but also funny. So um, you get to hear a little bit of that. Anyway, all in all, good discussion, solid topics. Check out the Ask a Christian store on, well, the links are in the description. Support this podcast, People Need Jesus. And you can also check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon, available now and support us trying to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people who need it. So, share these links. Until next time, take care. Have an awesome day. See you later. They love doing that. They love grinding them on other people's faces. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but, I mean, it's like, you know, cutting off their own nose while they're trying to, you know, cutting off their nose to spite the face or what they think is cutting off someone else's nose. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it happens. Um, of course, I get kicked out of those rooms in like five seconds. So <laughs> I say anything, they immediately throw me out. They really don't want to hear from me. You know, before because people I, get here, huh? Well, what what I was doing yesterday is I was like, hey, I was saying exactly what you're saying. I'm just like, hey, by the way, both of these positions are in the pale of orthodoxy. Why is everybody mad at each other? And why are we fighting about this? This is really dumb. Like, why are we fighting? And they didn't like that at all. And they threw me out. <laughs> like it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't upset us. It shouldn't upset either me or Chris. If I say against Chris's wishes, Hey, Chris, you know, you made the choice to follow Jesus and he accepted, you know, your response to his love by saving you from your sins. And Chris says to me, well, hey, Marquise, I think that before the foundations of the world, before there were atoms and molecules, God said, hey, there's going to be a guy named Marquise in 2023, and I'm going to grab that dude because he's a good one. I want to, not because he's a good one. Let me rephrase. I'm going to grab that guy because I like him. <laughs> I'm going to grab that guy because I like him, right? Regardless of his goodness or, or any, any inherent qualities on his part. It's like, either way, I get your point. Either way, you know, we're winning because we're with Jesus one way or the other. So no cause for anger. Agreed. Well, my, my, uh, my point that I'm going to make to some of my friends over there is like, look, let's just, for argument's sake, let's just say Calvinism is true. I'm not saying you have to believe this. I'm just saying just, just stand in these shoes for just a second. Is a 14-hour room of burning
burning down straw men and ranting and raving about how Calvinists worship an evil God and <laughs> that their God, you know, that the Calvinist God is is somehow not the Christian God. And you know what? We're going to go so far as to say if you're a Calvinist, you're not a Christian, that you believe in a different Jesus. But let's say that Calvinism is true. Are you going to stand before God and then tell him to throw you into hell because you can't stand eternity with a monster God? Is that what you're going to do? Is that your is that your go-to? Because that's what you're saying right now. And I'm Wait, like, Chris, I, somebody yeah. said that, they, that you worship a different Jesus, my guy? Uh, bro, like all of them. Wow, yeah. that's the thing we say. That's the thing we throw out to uh, black Hebrew Israelites and and, uh, and Mormons and and just, uh, modalists. Just so happens that it's the same crowd that loves to go after black Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> so basically, Calvinists got treated as the black Hebrew Israelites in that room for fourteen. Now hours. this is this is funny. You're gonna laugh, Nate. I made a joke in the room, and I don't know if this is the room you're talking about or what, but it's funny. Um, I made a joke in a room. I'm like, oh, so the other the other spectrum of racism in Christianity, it's uh, it's uh, the black Hebrew Israelites on one side, it's the Calvinists on the other side. But it was total jokes. But I thought it was hilarious because that's usually what the, the 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 point is when you get a Calvinist and a black Hebrew Israelite together, you get the Calvinist saying the black the black the BHI racist, and you get the BHI person saying, no, you're an Edomite, you're you're gonna be slaves in the new kingdom. It's just funny. Yeah, it's kind of like the same argument. I don't know, atheists or non. Well, yeah, I guess atheists would make like when they talk about uh, even if your God is real, I would spit in his face. I would never serve him. Yes, you would. Shut up. No, do I need to? Ex okay, I'll go on. <laughs> I mean, you know, think about the biblical story, right? So if they read some evil God in there and they're like, "Oh, I don't care what he does. I will never serve him." Yes, you would. If you could, like, stop from peeing on your spirit self for, like, two seconds, you would do whatever this God said. Good, bad, evil, it doesn't matter. You're going to jump. You're going to dance like, you know, like the pawn tool you are. Um, I mean, in the interest of never saying never, there may be, like, three people in existence who would defy this God. But most of us, uh, you know, would be like, okay, fine, I'll do whatever you say. You know, I would like to think if it was truly an evil God, I, I would have the presence of mind to be like, no. Do whatever you want. I will never serve you. But honestly, that's a really tough conversation, um, you know, depending on the severity of the evil, let's just say ultimate, and the the um, severity of the torment if you don't get in line, let's say ultimate. So there's there's a lot of tough talkers. It's like, goodness, it's like the people in these chat rooms. Like, <clears throat> it's like, you know, people will run their mouth in chat. They say things in chat you know they would never say to someone's face. Um, and if, like, there's three of them that would, well, then they're dumber than I think they are. All right, great. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, oh, I also, by the way, by one of the quote-unquote Christians, I got death-threaded in that room, too. <laughs> like, meet me on the field of battle type? Like, meet me on the field of battle type stuff? Like, like, I'm going to come to your house and murder you. Wow, like, can you name drop that up. guy? Uh, it was Storm. Uh, of course, someone else I don't know. Yeah. The dude is Dang. special. Well, I guess get your alligator pond ready. <clears throat> Nate is no, close to Calvinism. Not... V, 
No, don't join that bandwagon. <laughs> I think Nate is close to Calvinism. Um, Just because I don't want to light Chris on fire, I mean, for that, does not mean I'm close to There's other stuff. <laughs> well, hey, before more people get in here, let me run through the politics real quick. Sorry, Abba, you may have to endure this. But just recapping yesterday, because I spent a little bit of time and I, I heard it in the red, rather my, my regular news procurement that touched on this. So I haven't vetted every single point, but it's just like, you know, there's two sides to every story and the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. So, <clears throat> you know, what Michael said yesterday, like, you know, Trump's got fraud. It's so bad. The judge ruled him guilty, which, by the way, why would it being judged by a jury of your peers? Anyway, he's like, it was so bad, blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> he's like, fraud, fraud, fraud. Just one case. So, like, one of the things I heard yesterday, which, you know, these claims are pretty big. There's no reason to think, like, it would instantly be fact-checked as false if it was false. Um Anyway, give me a little more time. I'll dig into it. But I mean, just on its face, it seems like this is more of the same crap. Um, you know, when you, yesterday he's like, so you're saying all of these indictments are false? You're like, yes, all of them. Add one more to the pile. So the other side of that story, right, like the summary judgment, because all this fraud and undervaluing and overvaluing, blah, 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 blah. Well, like just in the case of like Mar-a-Lago, this is one example I heard. Um, apparently, I'm trying to remember the numbers, but <clears throat> apparently the, Trump said Mar-a-Lago was worth like 150 million dollars and the judge said no that was fraud because of the taxes it's only valued at 18 million which he was quoting the tax bill the tax bill was like 150 million from like a year or two ago and the judge is like no no it's only 18 million you're inflating it it's wrong while like a litany of of um uh, real estate people come out realtors and are like dude we have offers for 500 million and some person even offered a billion dollars for this property 150 million is not overvaluing it and then apparently there's like a, a vacant lot that just sold that's like like Mar-a-Lago is something like 20 something acres and with stuff on it. And there's a vacant lot that just sold that's like two acres. And I think it just sold for like a hundred million dollars. So <clears throat> it's in it's insane. Or not a hundred million. That's too much. But a crap ton. So like if you do any comp of the area, like yeah. So so that just makes me think all the other stuff going back years and 30 years, if they're doing this to Mar-a-Lago. Why wouldn't they be like, you know, doing this to every other real estate project he's ever worked on? So that right there is enough for me to just wave a hand and be like, I don't care. You people are freaking evil. It's like you're worried about the little speck that you're fabricating in Trunk's eye um, while ignoring the entire forest of trees that is in your own faces. So I don't care. One more thing, um, you know, as brought to our friendly Canadian neighbor, um, by the way, the, apparently the journalist who broke the story about the Nazis being honored in Canadian parliament. It, he was like a UK journalist. They arrested him in the UK because uh, they, they arrested him for misinformation, even though he broke the true story about them honoring literal Nazis. Trudeau apologized on behalf of all Canadians. The speaker who read that stupid speech resigned in a disgrace and everyone is tripping over themselves to apologize because it's true. They arrested the guy that broke that story for misinformation. So I don't care what anyone else on that side has to say. I just don't. Okay, now we can get back to Jesus stuff. Unless you'd like to say something about that, Chris, to uh, cap us off there. <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful. Glad to hear it, glad to hear it. <clears throat> You know, I actually, uh, I actually asked if Roy was available today. I had a topic that's right up his alley with like people and relationships and and uh, t 
touchy-feely stuff like that, but he, he didn't answer. So I uh, don't know if you'd care to take his place, Chris, unless you're like, I'm in the shower. I'm at the doctor's. I'm eating breakfast. Or Marquise, if you're off the phone yet. <clears throat> All right, V, you're our only hope. Watch, no one wants to talk right now. 20 minutes from now, there'll be like 13 people trying to speak at the same time. Hello, Ronald. Good morning, Ronald. How are you? Close. Roland. <laughs> oh, oh, whoops. <laughs> my, no, phone no is a, no my phone is a few feet away from me. I'm good. I promise good. I can read. I can read stuff, my mom says. <laughs> School for kids who can read good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Zoolander? That was it, right? How are all these kids going to fit in this little school? <laughs> Black lung. <laughs> oh, fun oh, great movie. So how's your day going? It's going good. It's uh, Thursday, so I get to work from home tomorrow. Got an Oktoberfest I'm going to with my buddy this weekend, so good. Hopefully I don't have to stay in the office too late tonight. How about you? Uh, <clears throat> I'm in the office right now. I'm trying to multitask. Nice. It's what not fun. I'm doing some uh, web design stuff right now. Oh, cool. I do uh, finance. Finance. Ooh. Corporate I started, finance. I started watching the show Billions. Can you teach me how to be a billionaire? No, sir. I can just teach you where your money is in your corporation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried. Yeah, not that kind of finance. Like um, like uh, corporate fi financial analysis. So like working for a company and understanding where all their money's moving and why. Yeah, I'm, I'm like missing that part of the brain. Like if someone shows me like a spreadsheet or budget or numbers or allocation, I just, ah, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I think it like takes me back to like fifth, like, like kindergarten, like how I'm just like learning numbers and adding and stuff like that. And I don't know, there's got to be some like trauma hood story associated with like two plus two or something. <laughs> One second, I lost you. <clears throat> V, how about you? What do you do? All right, can you still hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Well, um, what I do is I work in internal audit in a financial service firm that is getting smaller and smaller because it's selling its divisions in this time. But yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Another money person. Ooh, you I auditors are the worst. <laughs> I just had an audit I was dealing with last week. Oh, it took me like a month. <laughs> yeah, but with internal audit, we don't really like look at just financial audit, which is more relevant to external audit. So I used to do external audit. I moved in. So we, we do... A little bit of different things, not just money. If that makes sense. So, I don't know if, if that made any sense. Sure, sure, I'm with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because, we, we, yeah, we do, like, compliance audits. We do 
regulatory audits, system audits, other stuff, not just money. All right, I've ran through all the topics I got. What do you guys got? <laughs> Since I put everyone to sleep, um, I, I saw something on TikTok. Um, I have to look this news up. Um, apparently, there is a school teacher in Canada that identifies herself as a cat and wants a litter box in the class. Is this is this for real? I Probably. have heard that they've had to make, I, I didn't hear the specific story, but I have heard that they had to make accommodations for students who are cats who um, want a litter box in the class. So I, I have heard that people have had to make accommodations. I don't know this story, though. I, I've heard that as well. Kid, right? I've, I've heard that as well, though, but I, I haven't heard it in any kind of, like, large degree. I'm wondering if this is something where it's, like, not in any way widespread or at any kind of public schools or anything. And if it's just like some weirdo private school where this happened at, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I mean, look at the shop teacher from Canada, the shop teacher who had like, you know, size, like a, get a gazillion breasts. You got to uh, mute Roland. I can't mute you. That's a lot of feedback. But like, you know, the shop teacher, they had like a size, a gazillion breasts, um, you know, the prosthetic fake ones, because they identify as whatever the heck that is. And they had to make accommodations for them. So, I mean, these are the people teaching the next generation. How comfortable are we with that? I don't know. Don't want to judge, but gosh dang. <laughs> Mark, what's up, Mark? Hey there. Anything on your mind, Mark? Oh, well, I mean, I talk about all kinds of stuff. I mean, I guess the thing that I've been worrying about lately is the artificial intelligence. So. Uh, Well, I mean, until it tries to take over my life. I mean, I, I do appreciate chat GPT. I mean, it, so if you know, if you know what you're looking for and know what to ask, I mean, it takes, a, it does save a lot of time. Until artificial intelligence can make me a sandwich. I'm not worried about it. I wanted to say a joke. I really do feel like we potentially were born into the wrong generation. As long as we don't, like, blow ourselves up within the next 200 years, like, the development of AI and robots could make such a nice future for us in terms of being able to do things that you want to do, subsidized incomes. Like, like it really is the, the key to, like, a paradise-like future um, if we don't corrupt it and pollute it. You know what I mean? I think we have a really good chance of blowing ourselves up in the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, That's well... Really good the alignment problem first, which is to say that we have to make sure we are in alignment with it if it if it's going to be useful for us. Um, and in terms of existential threats, yeah, there's a 10% chance we won't be here in the next uh, 100 years. Oh, what, V? Oh, yeah, I was um, going to mention, I feel like yesterday Steph had covered to like um, what happened earlier is like there was a lot of like drugs and stuff that happened back in the days and then you had war and then you had like you know a lot a lot more violence back in the days compared to like now like it's it's weirdly mellow but like well except then it was like you would see like you know the the ebbs and flows were, were a lot more it was a lot more subtle like you saw it coming more it's like oh a roaming war is coming here's troops it takes them a year to get where they're going and it's like all right now the violence and death goes up a little bit 
great. Now they're all dead. Um, now it goes down for a while. Now it's like, you know, peaceful, 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 nukes, done. Everyone's over. <laughs> so now it's going to be a lot more stark, a lot more spiky. Yeah, I think so. But back in the days, did they have like news media announcements and things like that? I'm not like you're like really out there, like listening to like neighborhood talk or stuff like that. How would you know like a lot of it? I don't know. Did they have like, like what? What era are you talking about? You're talking like thousands of years ago, or like a hundred years ago, this or like what era? Maybe. You, you uh, broke what? up. Repeat that. Uh, I was saying, like, before TV, like, before media or newspaper. Oh, so, like, I don't know. Newspapers have been all around a long time. Uh, well, they had telegraphs. Yeah, so written information sent uh, was classically the old way to do it. And that has lasted, or that's been around since uh, at least B.C. era. I mean, the printing press, you know, so like little encyclicals and things would get distributed so people would know what's going on. Um, so, I mean, so are we talking like before the printing press, how people found out about like wars and like what's going on? Yeah, I mean, okay, so let's just yeah. jump ahead. It's either a guy on a horse carrying stuff and like it would get disseminated, you know, amongst the the ruling class and you know whatever they wanted the populace to know or they just wouldn't know like large amounts of people just wouldn't know until like years after it happened they're like oh my gosh we're in a war but no 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 that's, that happened five years ago um like no no your, your family they're all dead they don't exist anymore that place was overrun um or you know some of them they just never knew they went about their lives and you know a hundred years in the future we're like oh look at the battle of this that was written down by a scribe before he was like you know drawn and quartered by horses so yeah yeah, I mean, I think that for the common person, their first clue that there was a war would be like the invading army coming and murdering them. Pretty sure that's that was their uh, that was their news. Oi! It seems we have a war here. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the pitchforks. Hide the children. Is everybody dying out here? <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> I wanted to laugh, but then I was like, I laugh on mute. Hmm. Morning, Steph. Morning, Yvette. V is definitely right, though, in that, like, the death tolls of war have been so incredible in the past. I mean, you're talking, like, I think in World War II, Russia lost, like, what, like, 50 million, 100, no, it's more than that. If someone could look up the death tolls, they're insane. It's something like 100 million people or something like that in, in the war. Um, in, in World War One, the death tolls were absolutely astronomical, and we don't really see that in the same way anymore. Wars are, like, fought differently. I mean, you still have thousands of people that die, but it's bizarre, the difference, the stark difference between what it used to be. I'm thinking like World War II. I want. I mean, I'm thinking like 22 million Russians. I don't. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but I don't know if that's just military or civilians or I. I, I don't know. Or maybe that was in a certain battle. 
Someone do the magoogling right now because I'm driving. All right, we were talking about AI. Someone use ChatGPT. How many how many soldiers died in World War One and World War Two? Oh, not so, just one group, like total. Oh, okay. Let's go total. Let's go total. I'm curious. So you want to be careful, um, ever, even to this moment, um, referring to ChatGPT for factual information, um, because uh, currently um, within the industry, uh, we know that it produces hallucination. Um, so it, it's you can take it with some confidence. I would say like. I would probably say like 70% in the sense like you can generally trust if you just type in general information and you just walk away with it without like getting too critical about it. Um, but uh, if you're trying to have sort of a conversation or debate or something and you feel like you really want to get accurate information, then it would not be the location to go to. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean we're actually just... Uh, talking about that yesterday, in that a lot of cases when ChatGPT doesn't know the answer for something, instead of like saying we don't have this answer, it just gives you a fucking fake answer. <laughs> well, yeah, there's plenty of like, I mean, it's a pretty good theologian. So, like, for Bible stuff, like looking up stuff, I'm like, oh, I know the sentence, I remember this phrase, where is this? Like, it does a pretty bang up job. Um, and if it's not politically charged, you know, it, it seems pretty good. Um, if it is, I'll ask it for sources um, and then go, you know, independently check those sources. And sometimes it just puts out nonsense and you're like, I mean, you have to you have to be you have to have enough critical thinking to be like, OK, this is completely nonsense. Like, try again, chat GPT. Try again. Um, um, hello. What's up, uh, Phil? I have a question. Yes. Uh, so. Um, groaning in the spirit, like lion groans. What is that? That's different. So tongues is is used for edification, building up, and the groaning is prayer. So, is it, those are two different things. That or, is a distinction I would make, yes. And, um, well, we, we, in, the, in the churches, we see them praying in tongues. So, are they even praying, or are they just building up their faith? So, it's like impossible to judge the heart of individual. So I'm sure there is a whole litany of people that fall into all the categories of which you speak. But biblically speaking, I think if someone like equates the prayers and groaning, like they don't know what to pray for. So it just comes out as, you know, where like before, like the, the, the polished version of like quote tongues we have now, um, before people realize that it may have actually sounded like, ah, Wah! like moans and you know like when someone like has a, a loss or someone dies in front of them and it's just like this guttural like Wah! um except now i think because of like you know the culture people are in it comes out as like this kind of lost well lately like this polished tongues speak which is fine i think that's just a product of Man, the culture but it means the same thing mine huh? sounds like when i groan it sounds like a lion that's why I, I was like i was trying to like make sure i don't have any demons or like demonic possession, but yeah, but, but what, what? Hang on, let me finish what I was saying. So, anyways, yes, I think when people do the groans and because they don't like the point, the point is not groans. The point is when you don't know what to pray for, like when you're so far out of your depth, you don't know the words to say. It's going to come out of something else other than something that makes sense to you. So that's what I think of when I think of like you know people praying in their in their quiet in their prayer prayer area or whatever privately. 
that's what I think of when it's like yeah. the actual tongues, like the signs and wonders, like speaking in a known language and having someone who's like speaks that known language. It's like, oh, yeah, I could tell you what they said. They just spoke my my native tongue, even though the person speaking it has no idea what they said. Yeah. That is like the tongues in the Bible as like a sign and wonder to say, hey, yeah. look, believe in God because I don't have Rosetta Stone. Yeah, these are real Holy Spirit manifestations, and uh, people like try to act like it's, act like it's demonic possession. Like the Holy Spirit is is, and I came to this realization that uh, the Holy Spirit is is not just this gentle nut, whispering nudge. He's a lion, like he's 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 a he's a roaring lion, uh, and 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 he will manifest. And man, and there's and there's many ways he manifests. Like he'll 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 have you dancing like a battle arena. And then, like a ballerina, but it's actually called Holy Spirit Warfare Dance. Like, like he has I'm a lot. I'm gonna turn of, that over to Chris. Yeah, he has a, he has a lot of different manifestations, and uh, people only focus on like the Holy Spirit being this gentle, uh, whispering nudge. Chris, are you still doing tech support, or would you like to speak to that? Still doing tech support. Roland, you're about to say something. Roland is so about to say something. Phil, there's like a, a lot, and this is this is the, the atheist here speaking, uh, but there's a, a lot of evidence that like... Speaking oh, I, I didn't realize you're an atheist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh, speaking in tongues doesn't really have any kind of like... make make any sense, right? So like... If you look at the types of syllables that people are using, the types of uh, phonetics that they're using, and the types of vowels that they're using when they're speaking in tongues, they're always in direct alignment with their home language, right? So it's not that you're using words from your language, but you're using the phonetics from your language, right? So it's not like you hear somebody that's speaking in tongues in Chinese and they're using the phonetics of an English language. And it's not like you're seeing somebody that's speaking tongues in English, you know, that speaks English that is using the phonetics from French, right? Like it's, it doesn't happen. So what it seems to be happening is that people are stringing together different sounds that are contained within the languages that they speak. Um, and then just, you know, uttering those vowels in, in different uh, combinations, but there's not like any evidence that there's any, I don't know, any kind of like, man, that's the thing about God. Like everybody always trying to use science to, uh, biology. Let me tell you this. I'll actually say this. Uh, there's actually ways to, um, science and God are intertwined. Um, like, like, um, and there's a pastor, his name is John Arusike. I watch him and he'll, he'll like, he'll, um, I'll write his name in the car in the comments. Um, he'll 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 explain it to you in a scientific way, um, but but let me tell you, science cannot decide, science cannot fully grasp the God. He's a he's bigger than than science, because science is is only science is just the human's mind is just a human's analyzation of what God made or or the things that God does. It's, it, it, he, so in our human limited capacity, cannot fully grasp. God, he's he's too vast. We can get as much as him as we can, but to fully grasp him, like, do you know that God has other civilizations? Like, did you know that that um, where, where when when um when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, ate for ate the fruit, 
that the reason why the the, the devil knew that the, the fruit would actually alter the the molecular structure of the human the, the human being is the only creation of God that can be molec that can be um molecularly restructured that can actually be altered and when when they ate from that tree it allowed for us to it allowed for us to be um our molecules were altered like um there's a pastor his name is John Anosike and he will break it down uh, I will I will write his name in the comments and um yes yeah, yeah, science 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 just won't do it so wait, 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 what are you wait, what are you well, on about about molecular alteration that other well, hang on. before we before we get there we missed a point um Roland, I think you, you kind of spoke to what I said, which is like it's cultural and whatever reason, you know, the syllables and stuff like that. It's, you know, it, it, that's where people are comfortable. Chris would say because some dude 150 years ago invented it and it latched on. But regardless, it's the heart that matters. It's the intent. But to the other part, like the actual part that there would be claims of miraculous signs and wonders. I mean, Roland, I guess if you take my word that I don't speak Cantonese. But if I started busting out some Cantonese right now and be like, wow, God just put this in me and out comes Cantonese flawlessly. And then there's a Cantonese person, and they're like, wow, yeah, I know exactly what you said. Um, you'd be like, holy crap, Rowan. Or, or Rowan would be like, holy crap, Nate. Um, I, I know for a fact you don't speak Cantonese, so I don't have any other thing to explain other than God or aliens. Um, so that's what we mean. So if it's, it's, if it's what you were talking about, that's one part of it, which I think we all kind of agree on. But if it's the other part, which is like legit a language you don't know that other people do, um, you know, that's a little trickier to explain. Well, first you have to verify that they had no way of knowing that language. You know what I mean? Like right, you, right, you'd right. have to look into seeing, you know, is there any way that they would have known how to speak this? Um, you know, can they can they speak it in depth, or is it just this one phrase? You know, because I could, re you know, remember a phrase in another language that I don't speak and have no history of speaking, but maybe yeah, it I could just be a know trick. one phrase. It could be deceit. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I mean, if, if, if you eliminated everything else and then they're still speaking another language. Um, then, I mean, you'd have to look into different things, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, for example, like I watch a lot of anime, right? Um, does that mean that I speak Japanese? No. Uh, but do I maybe have some phrases in my mind that I'm aware of that maybe I could string together if I got hit hard enough in the head? I, I don't know. Yeah, it would, be like, it, it would be like your brother or your child or your parent um, who's like, Roland, let me just tell you about Jesus. I just got saved. And you're in the middle of Chinatown. And uh, this... Uh, you're, you're like going through all the stuff. Like, how do you know you didn't brainwash yourself? How do you know it's not confirmation bias? And the, the Chinese waiter comes up and they just start like rattling off like four paragraphs in perfect, uh, perfect like Mandarin or whatever. And you're like, what the heck, mom? When did you learn Chinese? And you're like, what'd she say? And you're like, mom, what'd you say? She's like, I don't know. And the waitress is like, you know, repent and believe the gospel, you demon or something like that. And like rattles off like a passage in the Bible perfectly. You'd be like, well, unless my parents are lying to me, I don't think they speak Chinese anyway. But I mean, you know, you all, people can always find something. So I mean, you can, you can always, you know, become your, your um, own enemy, I guess. So you're like, okay, everything is a lie. This is like the Truman show. My mom has lied to me. She is like a Chinese agent or something. There's no other way, certainly not God, that she can speak this so flawed. Mom, how long have you been a Chinese agent? I mean, there's always going to be something that, you know, you could put into place to, you know what I mean. There's yeah. almost or, or the sheep all... got the zaza. What, Chris? There's, al... There's almost always an explanation for something. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna. I was just making a joke that the sheep got the zaza. <laughs> the marijuana sheep. The marijuana sheep. Um. So Phil, this pastor is quite famous. I know who he is. 
Um, at best, he's a liar and a charlatan. And at worst, he probably has a demon. So he's not a pastor. He's not a Christian. Um, he leads a cult. Um, it's a well-known cult. It is demonic and evil. And you need to run as fast as you can away from this idiot. Can you explain um, a little bit about that? Because I don't know. Like, it's going to be like, this is the, this is the place we're going like, to quibble. But it sounds like it's more than quibbling. So, like, who is this guy? No. What is the group? And why this is he guy, as bad as you say? He's a cult leader that um, rapes women and does all kinds of horrendous things. Um, he's been exposed multiple times. Um, he just got real famous again for having a fake resurrection where a guy uh, bites a, a blood cap and is an actor and acts like he's dead and then gets raised by this guy. Um, so that's on video. In fact, it's the first video when you Google the guy, that's what comes up. Um, you know, he, he teaches all sorts of uh, witchcraft and all sorts of other crazy stuff. Um, he is not... He's not even within the realm of Christianity. Um, so would not, you say this is NAR or not even that? It's not even NAR. Like, this makes NAR look good. Phil seems so like he disagrees. Name? I'm so curious with why Phil disagrees, because it seems like Chris is really strongly... Feels well, let's, let's give Phil a chance to say, and yeah, what? someone tell me, the, Phil, tell me the guy's name again. And I mean, you know, I, I, I did perk up my ears a little when you said like Holy Spirit war dance or something. I don't remember seeing that in the Bible, but yeah, Phil, what's the guy's name? And then go ahead and respond to Chris if you like. And for the record, I'm pretty unbiased because I have no idea about any of this stuff, who this guy is or what he does. So go ahead, Phil. Uh, his name is Pastor John Anusiki. Um So yeah, there's a lot of rumors about him. You know, he's being, he's, he's being persecuted. Um, and, 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 um, you know, you know that's what happens to um, prophets like him. They get persecuted. There are a lot of false rumors. Uh, no, he's 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 the real deal. Like he's he's the real deal. Like uh, a lot of these American pastors are actually not the real deal. This this is like more. He's more of like one of those. You know those old school African pastors that are like fully dedicated to God. Like the 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 the, the, the churches over. Here, oh, sorry. What makes you think he's the real deal? Like because he he like says prophecies that come true, or like what what makes man, him? Or he just like I I know we don't man. He just watch some of his videos and and you and you'll see uh, and you will see. Uh, he 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 he's he's the he's the real he's like he's like a real prophet. Like these American pastors, they're like they they don't have so the way that he explained it to me is this. In the realms, in, in, in the dimensions, there is different authorities. So you can have a pastor, but does he have authority to search? The, the pastors here, they don't have no authority in the, in the spiritual realm, in the spiritual realm, a lot of them. They just, um, they, they just oh, start ministry, start collecting money. But he, but they, and they don't even have spiritual authority. They, they, haven't even, um, they haven't even had encounters with God. They haven't, uh, they haven't, um, these, they haven't in, in the realm in the realm of God they, the realm of Yahweh they haven't reached the realm of Yah there's different realms there's realms of ascension realm of of of, of encounter realm of fire realm of glory there's different realms do, do, do you mind do you mind if I interrupt this really quick because I I I am super curious in this I it sounds really really interesting but it, like it's 
seems like Nate was asking very specific questions and you're just giving these vagaries about like, if you watch the videos, you'll learn, or he's really good at prophecy. Like give, uh, give specifics that we can like latch onto. Cause otherwise there's really nothing here that we can yeah, like identify. Yeah, Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? Or what I'm trying to say is I'm going to try and, and make it short. There's spiritual authority. Over here in the U.S., we have a lot of pastors. They don't have no spiritual authority. They just wear, wear, wear suits and 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 pray a lot and pray in tongues. And they don't have. They haven't even. They haven't even ascended into the realms. There's, 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 it's a process. There's a um, consecration, and um, it's a process. And um, they haven't even. The Lord hasn't given them that. They don't have a rare anointing. A lot of these pastors um, over here. But but this guy, he's he's one of those pastors that. That he he's, that he he knows things. He has deeper revelation. He's a real pastor. Like I watch him. I can't. I, he he has an ecclesia. He over here we have churches. He has an ecclesia. Yeah, that's that's the difference. It's like he he's the real deal over here. These pastors they just be collecting money. It's like lukewarm Christianity. Well, if we're saying, money, I, Mike, can yeah. I say something before I go off? Can I say something before I hop out the room? Uh, yeah, but uh, me first. But then yes. Uh, so I mean, I would I would just say. The fact that we're comparing to, you know, some other pastor who sucks doesn't automatically make the other person good. Uh, they could both be bad. So I, I would say that. But then when people start talking about, like, things that are not explicit in, in the Bible and they have to, like, really, like, like kind of interpret far away from the scripture to get, like, you know, higher dimensions of understanding, like different realms. Like, you know, Jesus is good and accessible for everyone that wants it. Um, so I, I get really leery. When people start talking about like, you know, other stuff or like special things, um, there's nothing special about the gospel. We're all, I mean, uh, like individual. It's like the special thing is we are all collectively saved by grace through faith for whoever wants it. That's the special part. So there's like when people start talking about like for individuals, like I have a special anointing, I have a double portion, like these type things. Um, they could mean well, but man, that just like makes me wonder. Marquis was about to say they, something. Marquis. They're real though. They're they're real. Like these there's, there's, there's people that got uh, Phil, rare bro, you gotta Phil, hold on, my guy. Okay, Phil, you're not gonna do that, man. I'm giving everyone equal time, and you've actually got more. So I mean, don't interrupt people. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, Marquise, it's your turn. Please speak. Right. So I think I think the problem with that is, and this is me even coming from a a more charismatic, you know, perspective than maybe Chris. You know, let's say. Um, though I'm pretty sure Chris gets super excited when he talks about Jesus, right? Um, but the point that I'm saying is, I think it's very hyperbolic. So, so in what I've heard so far, Phil, you've not given any specific evidence. And I would caution your appeal to his authority, his this, his that, whatever, based on something like accuracy, right? Like I've heard a lot of people, oh, this person's a very accurate prophet. This person's a very accurate this. this is, and this is coming from someone who believes that the spiritual gifts do continue in the modern age, right? So I'm not a cessationist. I'm a continuationist, right? But even with that, the valuation of whether somebody's good or not is not based on accuracy. It could never be based on how accurate they are because demons can be accurate, sure. You know, and, and me and Chris have had conversations about this as far as there being, you know, some, you know, there's always some element of deception or whatever. But if you look at Acts 16, 16, everything that slave girl in Philippi says who's possessed is accurate. <laughs> Paul and his companions are apostles of God. They are followers of Christ. They were coming to preach 
the message of salvation. It was accurate, but it was by a demon. And that's what vexed Paul. Not that she wasn't accurate. He didn't care about her accuracy. He cared about the spirit in which she does things, quote unquote, authority or not. Right. So and the fact that she was doing it by an evil spirit means she didn't have the authority. But the ability doesn't dictate the authority. That's the problem in your logic. Ability doesn't dictate authority. Even if this guy is some accurate prophet who can tell you the last four digits of your social security card and and what's on the left hand of your right sock drawer. That's inconsequential because what makes if there's going to be an accurate prophet, if there's going to be someone who's doing this thing with whatever authority, it's going to be by the spirit of Christ, by the spirit of God. And he gets the credit, not them. If you find yourself glorifying and worshiping and and gravitating towards people based on their specific ability, their special anointing, their all the things that Nate said, that's a clear sign that whatever is drawing you to them is not God. Because I can guarantee you every time someone was drawn to the apostles in scripture, they said, don't worship me, worship God. I'm a man just like you. This is literally what Paul is saying, what Barnabas is saying when the people mistake him for Zeus and I forget who else, right? Because of his beard. Like he, he points them directly back to God so that they don't focus on his ability, his, his miracles, his anything. So I would strongly suggest you evaluate why am I saying he's the real deal? Is it because of the accurate stuff? It's a bunch of other stuff that's not actually in scripture. You know, nothing about dimensions, nothing about this whole other realms and, and all of those different things. You won't find any of that in the actual text. That's conjecture. People have layered on top of the text and it's often backed up by other things other people have said that's also not in the text. Okay, so we need to ground everything we're saying, even if you're a continuationist, that's not the, that's not my problem, but you need to ground everything you're saying in scripture directly. If you can't find a direct line to a text in the Bible, your red flags need to be going up. That's my spiel. I'm done speaking. I think I'm going to be I'm going to be a little less charitable. Anybody who listens to this guy, this pastor. Um, will burn in the fires of hell for all eternity. Um, this man is demonic. He is evil. He is preaching literally Satan's gospel. Um, and if you continue down the path of listening to him for truth, you will end up in the lake of fire. No, no two ways about it. You will end up in the lake of fire. So if about? I'm trying to be accurate about that, I, I guess, where would I draw the line? Like, I get your point, Chris. I can take it. Um, but for those who can't, um, if you listen to him enough that you deny Jesus and the resurrection and, you know, your faith in Christ to save you or something like that, then it is as you say. Um, however, if you maintain your faith in Christ, uh, you know, you could sit in a witch's coven and listen to all they sure, say. Sure, sure, sure. That's, yeah, that's not what I mean. Yeah. You're, you're, I agree with you. The first one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're all good then. Uh, Stanley, what's up, Stanley? Yeah, what's up? Uh, what are you guys talking about? Oh, I think we're ready for a new topic. <laughs> uh, yeah. false right, pastor, talking, I guess. About, talking about John Anna Saiki. Yeah, I don't know. Me either. He's, he's a, a heretic. Well, not even a heretic. He's, he's a satanic um, church leader um, and leads a satanic congregation. So do you have anything else to talk about, Stanley? 
I don't know. Uh, I'll let you guys open uh, the floor. The floor is open. It's all you. If not you, we'll see what good it all has to say. I'll let you guys uh, uh, determine where we go. We're really bad at that. <laughs> uh, good at all. What's up? What have you got today? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have a verse that I came to bring to you, Nate, uh, in hopes that you could give me your understanding uh, on this particular verse. I will do my best. Okay, so today's verse is going to be in Matthew uh, 5 and 48, Matthew 5 and 48, where it says, <clears throat> be, be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And give me, uh, from the best of your you know, knowledge and expertise, if you will, uh, your uh, understanding of this verse. Um, something that I'm sure is not completely contextually correct. I would say, you know, be perfect. It's impossible to do on your own with Christ as your sacrifice. God looks at you just as if you've never sinned because he sees Christ, not you. That would be perfect in my knee jerk um, explanation. What do you think, Chris? Yep. There you go. That is what I, and apparently Chris think Kind of like, uh, you know, where, where um, you know, the disciples say, oh, what is it? Is it, um, um, oh, what's the thing, Chris, where the disciples are saying something and he's like, well, that's impossible. How can anyone be saved then? And it's like with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Um, it's like one of those verses. Correct. What verse is it? Do you know what it is? Is it the eye of the needle or what's the what's the thing that they say yeah, is impossible? Who then, yeah, Peter explains who then can be saved. Um, and uh, Jesus says with. Like you said, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Right. So then, Nate, uh, connecting that first there that you mentioned with the one I'm speaking on right now, then would it be fair for me to leave this uh, conversation with the understanding that with Christ, all things are possible. Christ is perfect. And then, therefore, I, too, have been instructed to be perfect. Um, and then, therefore, it can be done. Correct? It can be done. No, that's not even remotely close to what we just said. Right. So like if, if you wanted to so if you wanted to try to be perfect, the, the only thing you could possibly try to do to quote be perfect is put your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. And then God considers you perfect because he considers Jesus when he sees you. So it's not your perfection, it's the perfection of Christ. So like the closest you can get to being perfect is the the like putting Christ's perfectness over you like a coat. That's as close as you're going to get to perfect. Yeah, but, uh, but no, Hold says, on, Stanley. Stanley, hold on, friend. Um, I just want to... What was the, the verse you had pointed to a moment ago in John? Because you, you use it as a cross, as a reference verse. What was it? Uh, let me get the actual verse. Because that one says, all things are possible, I believe you just stated, through Christ. Right. All things with God, all things are possible. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, so this is possible. This is one of the things that is all this is a thing that therefore it is possible. Uh, we know it's possible because Christ himself is saying in the verse I'm speaking about here in in um, in Matthew that he is perfect. Right. And then he tells us as believers to go do as he is doing. But then I think you're telling me it can't be done. Correct. So you cannot be perfect in this life. Uh, yeah, and, and, let, let, and that's what Jesus teaches over and over and over and over 
and over and over and over again. And it's Matthew, Hank, it's Matthew 19, um, 24 for reference. Uh, again, I tell you, it's easier, easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible. So that would contradict what you just said, right? So like be perfect. So does Jesus, what does Jesus mean by that? He clearly does not mean everyone can be perfect because uh, at least for man, because he says with man, it is impossible. So it's impossible to be perfect. But then he says, but with God, all things are possible. So again, like you're saying, um, so with God, since God, all things are possible. Is it possible that I be perfect? Sure. By putting on Christ perfectness. So there, but then I would point you to like, you know, the Pharisees would quibble over words and terms where Jesus says, my sheep know me and they hear my voice. So I'd say, are you a sheep who knows Jesus and hears his voice? Like, is it easy to navigate this forest or are you perhaps, I mean, not necessarily you, like whoever you would apply to, or are you someone who is not necessarily a sheep who gets so stuck on these little, like these little things like this, that's like, well, it means everything is true um, or everything is possible, like to ridiculous proportions or God is a lie. And again, not you, but like whoever you would apply to. Um, and I think there it is. Like, you know, if we're, we're sheep and we have this like childlike innocence and faith, we just like, we take it and we see it and it's easy waters to navigate instead of turning it into like class five rapids and be like, no, he says I can be perfect, but I aren't perfect. And then the last thing I'll say is even if it's assumed we could be perfect, and I know Platinum and Marquise want to say something too, but uh, even if we could be perfect, are you saying that you believe we can all be perfect? Just no one on this planet is perfect? Because clearly- I, I don't think you're going to say you're perfect. I certainly am not going to say I'm perfect. So are you saying that is something that technically is possible? Just no Perfection one can do it. Is attributed to God. I'll let, I'll let the other two uh, individuals speak and then I'll respond to you. Okay. Platinum, you were first. I saw your hand a while ago. If you wanted to speak now, Platinum, three, two, one. There I go. There I go. I'm on the computer. The battery is eating up my um the clubhouse is eating up my battery. Um this is gonna be a weird question, but um I need Oh to know. oh hang on. So uh, okay, so uh, if you have a new question, hang on, let us finish this up real fast. Um okay. yeah, so so give us just one second. Uh Marquise and then I think Stanley had something to say. So go ahead, Marquise, and then we'll get Stanley and a final thought from Good. Awesome. Good people. Oh, so I get a a chance to chime in one more time before the students come in. Uh, so I wanted to say that I think the, the application, the way you're applying this concept of all things, I mean, Nate's already sort of tackled it, but I, I come from a different perspective just to say, just to show that it's, it's flawed how you're trying to apply it in terms of to this concept of perfection, because perfection, however you're going to internalize it, is, as I think Walter said uh, when he came off mute, it's necessarily a... Um, um, a God trait, right? Perfection, flawless, like infinite quality of non-contradiction, all of those different things, those are going to be specific to God. And the reason I say that is, so one thing that is impossible, or I, I, I'll say it like this, right? With God, all things are possible, but it's all things that are reasonable and rational. And that has to be understood that way because it can't just mean anything you can think of because that's sort of how it's being applied. Oh, well, this is a thing. So it must be one of the things that's possible with God, right? Well, being greater than God is a thing. Being older than God, wiser than God, smarter than God, more powerful than God is a concept we can come up with. 
that's not possible even with God, right? So it's not an I it's not a situation where, oh, with God, this thing that I came up with is now suddenly possible, even though it's totally irrational because he's the highest and greatest expression of this quality, right? We can't just use that as a blanket statement to say, oh well this is a thing. Because there are certain things or it I, I was I guess what I'm trying to say is it must be applied rationally. All things that are rationally all things are rationally possible with God because God's not going to do something that's a contradiction. Oh, with God, it's possible to be righteous and lie at the same time. No, that's a, good that's point. a contradiction. So that's all I wanted to, to throw in. Yes, I mean. Okay, so my response, can, can I respond? Uh, well, you said two people. Um, Stanley, I think I remembered you getting in there. Did you have something to say or, or not? Am I misremembering that? I was just going to give good adult the final word. So I wanted to get. Maybe not Stanley. Okay, good to go. Yeah, go ahead and respond, and then we'll move on to platinum. Right, uh, and so my my response to the previous speaker would be, and and to you as well, Nate, since you seem to hold a similar position, if not an exact position, as the as uh, Marquise has put forth. Uh, my response is, uh, again, to the verse I brought out, he's correct. All things, um, scripture says, all things are possible. But then, for would it be possible for, um, as you gave the example, for you to be righteous, but then also be able to lie at the same time? No, that wouldn't be applicable because that would be contradictory. You're 100 percent right in that regard. But what I'm bringing forth is not a contradiction. In any way, shape, or form, because it states here in Matthew 5 and 48, be ye perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. So the instruction is for me to be perfect. I'm being told to do so. That is the, um, not command, but that is the instruction being given. So then that very well connects to um, be to be plausible or reasonable, as you said, to Matthew 19 and 26, where it says, uh, but with God, all things are possible. One of the many things of all things that I was asked to do or instructed to, to do was to be perfect as he is perfect. So then to suggest that all things are possible through God and that perfection is not one of them from your perspective would be contradictory. You're contradicting scripture. Scripture told me to be perfect. No, and it's, hold on. I'm landing. I didn't interrupt anybody, Chris. Chris I didn't interrupt anybody, Chris. Go ahead, finish. Uh, appreciate you. Scripture tells us, Marquise, to be something, and then it says that this, amongst all the things you can be, which you've instructed to be, is possible through Christ. But then you all are telling me, nah, this one thing is impossible. Okay, so, yeah. uh, well, Chris, go ahead, and then I'll, I'll take so, the final word, I guess. So, yeah, what you're doing is you're twisting what he means, and you don't understand what positional righteousness is. Again, because the scripture is darkened to you, you're not going to be able to understand this. We're going to explain it a fourth time. There is such a thing as positional righteousness. The way that God sees you, or not you, but the way that God sees us in the light of who Christ is. It's called the great exchange. He gives us his perfect life to stand in for us. We give him our sin. That is the perfection that Jesus is speaking of in Matthew 5. And the only way you can see the kingdom of God is to be perfect. That is positional righteousness. What you do is then you go in and you're twisting the scripture to say that what the scripture is actually teaching is that it is possible through the power of God for you to be perfect in like this life in this flesh. That is nonsense. And it is a twisting of the scripture. And then I guess the last thing I would say is, um, you know, let's just back up and completely you're 100% right. You can totally be perfect. And the way to be perfect, absolutely perfect, is 
repent, believe the gospel, put your faith in Jesus Christ alone, his death, burial, resurrection, ask him for eternal life and to make you born again. And there you go. Now you're perfect. Um, uh, 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 and live holy. Can, can I add a little something to it? Wait, wait, you missed your chance. I'm, I'm going to be a liar. We're moving on to platinum. <laughs> platinum, you've been waiting patiently. What's up, platinum? Okay, that was that was strange that you said that right before my question. Um, so if you could, in the shortest time possible, explain the gospel that I need to know for salvation. Yes. Believe Jesus is God, came in human form to earth, lived an actual, literal, perfect life. He never sinned, not once. He willingly let people murder him as a sacrifice for all of our sins. Whosoever would believe on him and call on his name to be saved, he was buried, he rose again, and he is in heaven. Uh, so if someone believes that, they repent. That means the stuff you know you shouldn't be doing, stop it. Turn and go the other direction. And learn about Jesus, live like Jesus, ask him to make you born again. He says you must be born again and ask him for eternal life. He says he'll give freely without payment eternal life to whoever wants it. So if you believe that much, his death, burial, resurrection, say, Jesus, forgive me. I repent. I will stop sinning. I will follow you. Give me eternal life. You say I can have it. I want it. Uh, save me. Then congratulations. You are saved. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God himself will live with you and lead you and guide you and give you understanding. So just like this, how, you know, all most of the Christians, you know, like read these passages and it's no problem for us. And then other people, it's a big problem for, and they're like, how can we read the same passage and come up with different understandings? And all the Christians are just like, there's no problem here. Like we see this as clear as day and other people, it's like, well, they, they have trouble with it. That's the Holy spirit leading us and guiding us and giving us understanding and discernment. So we can make sense of the words. Like Jesus says, our, his sheep will hear his voice and they'll follow him. So that's what you need to do. You don't need to do rituals. You don't need to like do certain things. You don't need to study a lot. You don't need to learn a lot. I mean, you should start study and learn, but I mean, to be saved for salvation, believe the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, ask him to save you, forgive you, make you born again and give you eternal life. That's it. Okay. So we don't have to know um, anything about his, his birth. Sure. Correct. I mean, you should, if you spend any time reading the Bible at all, you're going to learn about his birth, but no, that's not a, sal a salvation requirement. Okay. Cause um, the reason I'm asking, cause we had this big um, discussion the other day about, um, him being the biological son of Joseph, and these people are believing in, in him. Okay, so it don't matter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. no, it does. So what wait, Chris is going to say, up. Chris, can you help yeah. me out? Can you clarify yeah. between what you don't need to know for salvation versus if you like actually know messed up stuff that will hinder yeah. what you know about salvation? So, so platinum, the deal is, is that once you become a Christian. One of the evidences of you becoming an actual Christian is that when you are presented with Christian doctrine, you will believe it. And so if you are presented with the Trinity or the virgin birth or the second coming and you scoff at it and you say, this isn't true, Jesus is the biological son of Joseph, you are not a Christian by definition. You do not understand and you do not believe. And so you had a false profession of faith. And you are officially not a Christian if you reject the core doctrines of the historic Christian faith. If you think that Jesus wasn't actually resurrected, that he just had a spiritual resurrection, you're not a Christian. 
If you deny the Trinity, you're not a Christian. If you deny the virgin birth, you're not a Christian. If you deny the second coming, you're not a Christian. Those things are cardinal doctrines to the Christian faith. And once you are taught those and you openly reject and teach against those, that is evidence that your conversion was not real. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me know that because that's what I said. But I was um, outnumbered. Okay. So the virgin birth is important. I mean, it's so the reason the virgin birth is important is because it goes to who Jesus is. And so right. if he's just some dude, then like he's not God. You know, if Jesus isn't God, he couldn't have paid for our sins on the cross. Everything goes back to the cross. Um, why is the second coming important? Because he predicted his own second coming. If he lied and he's not coming back, he's not God. You know, why is the Trinity important? Well, Jesus is God. The Father is God. The Holy Spirit is God. We don't believe in three gods. We know that God is one. If you reject the Trinity, you have major problems. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. You said something. You said something. Yeah. This okay. is my first time hearing the Trinity um, spoken of that way. So you're saying that there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is three, which is the Trinity, but they're all one God. Yes. So what about the three persons? So, so personhood is different than nature. So when we say God is one in essence, three in persons, co-equal, co-eternal, consubstantial. Those are all a bunch of big words that just mean that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all equal, that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all eternal, and the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit um, are all substantial or real. But are they equal? They are equal, yes. The Father is the Son. I mean, the Son is the Father. The Holy well, Spirit. No, no. Well, I mean, in, in essence, yes, but not in person. So we just draw a distinction between the essence and the person. Right, because I, I see the yeah. Son doing things on his own, the Spirit doing things on his own, and the Father doing things on his own. But all are one. Correct. They all possess a single mind, and they all possess a single will. And so we don't have an analog for that in humanity. It's very difficult for us to understand who God is. It's a mystery because he's so other than us. He's completely different than us. And so we don't have an analog to understand how three persons can share one mind and one will. And yet that is what scripture teaches. And so mm -hmm. it's difficult because we don't have a, we don't have a way of relating to it. Exactly. And that was the first time somebody actually said it that way. Thank you for that. Cause I didn't even come for that, but thank you. Um, so I guess you did it. I appreciate it. Um, peace and love and blessings to you. Well, thanks for the question. Uh, Walter, what's up, Walter? How's your morning going? Do you still have anything to say? Or Mr. Bill? What's up, Mr. Bill? I'll jump in. I, I'm waiting when you get a chance. Okay, I saw Mr. Bill on mute. Uh, maybe we don't hear Mr. Bill. If you're speaking, Bill, we don't hear you. 
All right, good at all. What's up? Uh, just real quickly, uh, just real quickly to the previous uh, comment for which Chris offered the idea of how we define what a Christian is. You, you offered the idea that um, it's an understanding for what is uh, what is historically the Christian position. You use the word historical in your example to the previous speaker as far as they must understand these things. You talked about the virgin birth. You talked about the Trinity. You talked about the death, burial, and resurrection, the second coming, and so forth, uh, and say that, that, that you have to understand the historical application of the understanding of these things. Um, my question is, if you would, Nate, if you could answer for me, Daniel 10 and 21, um, Daniel 10 and 21, where it says, but I will show you the show you the that which is noted in the scriptures of truth, and that and there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael your uh, your prince, where it says, I will show you what is noted in the scriptures of truth. Is this a reference to the scriptures that are written in that particular moment in time as, as, the, as being spoken, or that is which is to come from the church fathers? The scriptures of truth, does that refer to that which is written at that time, or the literature written by our church fathers to come uh, in time? If we mean the same thing by church fathers, and I think we may, I guarantee it's not talking about that. Correct. I would agree. Uh, but we get all of our theology from the scripture. So everything I just laid out has nothing to do with church fathers. It's all taught in the scripture and it is all derived from the scripture. And no one is misleading um, platinum. The, that is the true Christian doctrine. You simply are a oneness Pentecostal who rejects the Trinity and rejects the gospel. Your position, as you stated to her, had to be um, understood from a historical standpoint, but you can't prove your doctrine via the scriptures unless no. uh, without referring Again, to... this is what you do. You twist words. I said the historic Christian faith. I didn't say that it's rooted in history. It is the historic Christian faith. It is what Christians have always taught since the first century. And so you either get since on board the first... on the historic Christian... You either get on board on the, fir... on the historic Christian faith or you are something besides a Christian. So you, that's, again, that's you, the, you, know. you, you point to a moment in time since, since the first century. So I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, the date, the time period for which you're speaking about uh, predates Christ, for instance. Is, is what you're speaking about is the same understanding for which it was that the prophet held when you say the first century, or no? Oh, okay. To the first century, I'm referring to... 33 AD on after Christ's resurrection, this is what the apostles taught and believed. Yeah, so he's saying, like, you're saying Daniel's not a Christian because Daniel didn't believe in the virgin birth and the Trinity. Oh, my goodness. You know, people, like, in the Old Testament, it was laid out by Paul in Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, that Old Testament saints were saved by faith just as we are saved by faith. They have progressive revelation. We have more revelation than Abraham did um, because he didn't even have the law of Moses, right? So the point that, that Paul is making in Romans by going to Abraham is that how were people saved even before the law? They were saved by faith, same as we are. And there has only been one method of salvation throughout redemptive history, and that is salvation by faith alone. Oh my. Um, <laughs> is this real? Like, Corey Asbury, God told him 500,000 followers on Instagram was a prophetic and divine appointment, meaning that's why he's going to heaven. Is that serious? So I think 
people are saying it's a joke. So, but it's in such poor taste that people are taking it seriously. He hasn't released a statement after that saying like, guys, I was joking. Cause I mean, he, he talks about like, if you watch the video, it's crazy. My wife and I watched the video this morning and we were just like mouths open because he was like, you know, the little old ladies at church that pray every day, well, they're not going to make it into heaven unless they get a social media account. So you need to talk to your little old ladies at church and get them on Instagram and get them to take some fire selfies and put some good quotes up and get them some followers because that's what's going to get them into heaven. So I think he's joking. I hope he's joking. I mean, Steph, is he joking? I have Steph. no idea who this is. So he wrote Reckless He's Love, a guy that sang that trash yeah. song. <laughs> is this the Sloppy that, Wet Kiss song? No, no. It's like... No. And, and again, right, that's another one. Like, I... Appre- I, I <laughs> assuming they're sincere, I, I guess they are. I appreciate the intent, right? Like, they're imagining, like, you know, this emotional, powerful, like, Jesus, like, you know, leaving the 99, going after the one sheep, and you know, what, what a whirlwind of excitement and intensity and emotion that is. But then the way it comes out is like, it's reckless. And like, God's just like chaotically trashing the cosmos to like save one person, which, you know, that creates a pretty powerful image, like a God that would do something like that. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, kind of like a chaotic, like Greek version of an out of control deity. That's like destroying everything in its way just to find a little old sheep, which, you know, God can still find that little old sheep without being like insane and out of control. Unless it's the weed sheep, in which case the weed sheep is able to <laughs> The <hide>. weed sheep. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steph, so that. Have you never heard that reckless love? It's like the overwhelming reckless love of God. Nope. Chases me, tracks me down, leaves the 99. Something Bro, like that. you've never heard that song? I have Brandon's never coming heard up here that to, song. Brandon, you coming up here to sing it? Yep, y'all never heard that song? Let's hear it. Oh, no, keep going. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't stop. Do it. Do it. I, 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 I've actually played it before, but yeah, it's uh, what's the uh, Carrie Joe? She um, she does it. And I guess the I guess is not. I don't think the song is is intended to like. Oh, we're quoting scripture. It's supposed to be from like an emotional type. It's saying like I guess from a they human perspective. Are. Yeah, you know, like oh, it's like it, it seems like wow, you're doing all of this for me, and it's it's using very modern language, you know, but it's not. It's definitely not like biblical language. It's very pop modern modern language, but it's not like uh, Six Sigma love, you know, or like lean manufacturing love. It's not efficient love or something like that you know <laughs> i mean it's it's the theological equivalent to on the lines with sloppy wet kiss it's it's basically right that. right right yeah. it's the same as jesus is my boyfriend thing <laughs> kind of stuff, but yeah it, it's stuff that it like it, it it has pop appeal you know so the only other time i've heard god described as reckless is follow me here people the Chip and Joanna Gaines autobiography. <laughs> Have any of you read this? No. <laughs> who is that? Oh, they don't, he doesn't even know who they are. You've who, never who seen Fixer. Yeah, Upper? you know Chip and Joanna Gaines, the Fixer, the Flipper. Oh, oh yeah, my wife from Texas. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah I know who they are. They're delightful. I was thinking, so, of, delightful. I was thinking a pastor. Okay, yeah, the home people. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Brandon swiped. Okay, I'm gonna let him back up because he swiped. Okay, sorry, Brandon. Um, He's doing that. 
I know. Um, okay, we, we know what's happening now, though. When someone disappears from the stage and pops back in the room, it's like, oh, they swiped. You just bring them back up. Um, okay, so Chip and Joanna Gaines were both raised in Christian households, right? And then Joanna is from a, I think she's Korean, um, Korean household that had this faith that was very structured and very regimented. And then he was like this redneck American Christianity. And so their autobiography is not as much about, they wrote this book together. And it's not really about their career, which is interesting. It's actually about their faith. And they have this really interesting chapter where Joanna describes that to her, God and creation and salvation and love was all very ordered and it was perfectly logical and every bit of it made sense and every part came together. And Chip described his faith as like this, he is there to serve this God who, and he uses the word reckless, but he goes on to describe this like, it doesn't need to make sense to me. I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to do it 110%. When God tells me to do something, I'm out there. I'm not asking why. But Joanna's always asking why. So they sort of like compare their faith in this way. And I thought it was really interesting. And what they end up saying is that they both borrowed from each other and became more well-rounded Christians. He learned to you know, come down from this sort of fanaticism and zealousness and see faith more logically and in a more ordered fashion. And she learned that not everything needs to fit perfectly into her structure for it to make sense. So yeah, I don't know. The way those two describe their faith is interesting, but Chip had a whole sort of thing about God being reckless. And it was what, like, it was well done. I had never thought about it like that, but I was like, okay, I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Maybe not. Throw it out if it's trash. I mean, I'd say Chip probably has uh, Chip, Chip probably has uh, a better understanding than the uh, than the crowd who um, this typically appeals to. I'd say Chip's probably Chip, good people. Chip is good people. He has the IQ of a turnip. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he talks about that being a thing. Yeah, like the, and that's what he talks about. Like he just he never asks. He doesn't care. God tells him to do something. He goes and does it. Like he's just going to jump in. You know full on 100% no questions just like yeah let's do that thing oh and that's how they got famous because they were supposed to be filming like a one-time show about just a project they were doing for like a DIY network or something and then on the day that the film crew was there Chip got an offer to buy a a houseboat and he just decided he was going to go do that and they were like wait we have this whole plan for this show so he's just like no and so they filmed this pilot where he just goes and buys a houseboat and has no idea how to fix it or what to do with it or what the plumbing even is or anything. So the producers were like, yo, this guy's crazy. And so that's how they got famous was because he's like a lunatic. But yeah, that's the... So Spy, I think kind of... Oh, welcome. yeah, I'm not lying. I, I know, well, I know, um, I, I know he wanted to come tell Steph how she's lying and he asked Chris to be respectful or he's going to smack him. So I don't know if that's super respectful, but what's up? <laughs> so spy, right, I, hope, right. I hope this lasts more than like five minutes the other day spy was in a room with me and a couple hold on the other day spy was in a room with me and a couple other people and we were having an interesting conversation because spy made the claim that he had a revolutionary proof that jesus was not god and he said nobody had thought of it in 2000 years it was going to blow our minds we had never heard this before and i was so into hearing this argument but nobody else in the room wanted to hear it so then everyone else beat him up really really bad and he left so that's why i asked him yesterday did you get beat up enough and he said i lied so there's the context there i still want to hear the question though first of all if there is any muslim in the room assalamu alaikum (laughs) 
Thursday night. If there is no Muslim, good morning. Now, my salam is not going to you guys, so I'm going to suggest good morning, which is uh, the proper way to say good morning to you guys. Ya kufar. Now, um, I will, Steph, if you want me to keep on on what I was talking about last time, I'll be more than happy in a few minutes because oh, I literally Nate will kill you. Up. Nate will not let you do it either. Oh, okay. He's scared. That's what I understand. I understand. No problem. So now, quick question. Uh, <laughs> Steph. Okay. Can, 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 does God regret making a decision? Uh, okay. There was a time in the Bible where it said that God regretted making man. Is that what you're referring to? No. My question is very simple. It's a yes or no. Does God, the Most High, who knows everything, who doesn't change his mind, does he regret making a decision? Okay, you have That's my answer. Much. Yeah. That's too no, much question. Steph, this is what, I'm sorry, Nate, I'm sorry. This is for Steph. Because she's trying to kind of bust her chest, trying to think like she, 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 she want to blow my head off, something like that. Steph. Go ahead. Answer that question, please. If there you don't was know, an occasion I will in the Bible if, if where God know, said he if regretted don't know, making I will man. Respect. No, that's my answer. That's my answer. What do you say? My answer is that there was an occasion in the Bible where God said he regretted making man. Saddest verse in the Bible. Why would you ask question by why would you answer by answering by asking question? That's My your question answer. Is it's not a question. There was a verse in the Bible where God create regretted creating man. That's my answer to you. So now you say yes, God regrets making a decision. God the most high. Sure. Yes. We are told in the text that there was this occasion. Yes. Nitz, what do you have to say? Go ahead, Nitz. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's two things. There's two questions in there. So one, are we saying no, like, he destroyed you know, the God, world of having fun time? So one is, can God, uh, you know, does God like regret, like you know, he wishes he would have done something different, or no, he doesn't change. So he can still make a decision and follow through with that decision, not changing, but also not love the decision, right? Like if you're a parent and you you're making a decision that you know is good and you know it's good for your kid or good for your family, but you still don't like it, but you're going to go ahead and follow through with that decision, even though it doesn't make you feel super happy because you know, it's, it's what ultimately is going to be the best thing for them. So I would say that's two questions. Okay. My main question is just was her, as you guys heard that Steph pretty much on it, uh, agree that God, the most high, who knows the past, the future, the present, he, they are saying that God regrets. Now, do you know when someone regrets something? When a regret comes, you regret if you do not know 100% the outcome of something. If you that's know correct. the outcome of, that's, are you, do you agree with me? No. No, that's what it is. I can give the definition right I now. Don't, I, when, well, we don't. When, we don't need a definition. We need what is true. Like I can, I can know what's going to happen, and I can still regret it. That doesn't mean I'm going to change. Like I, I can do a decision that I know the outcome, and I can still here, be happy about it. Here we're talking about God. Here, if God wish, He would have not done something. If He knew some what's going to happen, this is the thing. Once you regret something, that means you're not happy with the results. That's what I mean here. 
You're not happy with the results. You do it because you don't have no choice. But if you yeah, have choice, limiting God too. No, wait, no, spy, exactly. I have, no, that, I have a great. No, spy, you I have are a, limiting. Spy, wait, wait, spy. I have a. You limited God. You just said he can't regret. Hang on. Isn't that a limit to God? The other day, Steph. <laughs> spy, I knew with like um, let's just say a hundred percent certainty. I knew what was going to happen when I brought you up, and I'm regretting it. But even though I knew what was going to happen, I still pushed that button and I brought you up here. <laughs> okay. Nate, that was amazing. Great work. Okay, now. Great work, sir. No, uh, no, okay. First of all, that is no regret. You don't. Yes, this it is. is a human. <laughs> if you know, hold on, oh, he's hold on, fully that. regretting it right now, Spy. No, no. <laughs> let's, let's be logical here. Here, we're talking about God here. All right? You know God. We're talking about. I'm sorry, God. Here we're talking about God here. Now, God, he planned everything ahead. He knows what will happen. And then he make the perfect, he, he created the perfect, the perfect being. God is perfect. Regret is no power of perfection. When you regret, let me, let me, let me, okay. I hope you understand what I'm going here. When you regret something, that means you're not perfect. That's what it is here. No matter how you put it, once you regret something, you are not perfect. Because when you're perfect, you don't regret that because you know everything that will happen will be positive. The reason yeah, why I'm giving you so, uh, how God should be. No, no, Walter. Hey, I want you guys to please remove your Christian hat off. Put your academic uh, no, we're not your gonna do that. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. I'm You're not gonna, gonna do that. Why are you not gonna do this? that? I'm just gonna fast walk this real quick, right? Because this is the thing. When you said this the other day, this is why everybody got super mad at you, as you said, stop being a Christian and start being logical. And then everyone in the room had something to say about it. So maybe you stop telling Christians to do that. That would just be a point of criticism. Second of all, I'm actually not that far away from your position. Um, I, I actually think that there's something to this. So here's your homework spy. Go Google, and I'm not saying you should hold to it, and I'm not saying other Christians should hold to it, right? But spy, go spend 10 minutes Googling middle knowledge, and then come back and we'll have the conversation. Like, I want you to have a full understanding of what that is, and then we can have a much more educated discussion about regret and creation. Okay. See you in 10. Chris, should we? She's trying to find a way to run away now. This is the point. No, I'm not running away. You will come back in 10 minutes. Your spot, your seat will be warm. Your plate of food will be there. I mean, don't even leave. Don't even leave. Stay on the stage. Just mute and go look. Dude, Steph is going to make you a sandwich. It's amazing. I will make you a sandwich, okay? And I need you to go Google middle knowledge, fully wrap your head around it, and then come back. He's going to do that in 10 is, is minutes. There, is there a reason That's for impressive. you to make me do that? Yes, there's a reason for me to make. Once you begin reading, you will see the silliness of you making this argument. So so go go do that. Like, this is the same thing that happened the other day, right? Where you're making an argument and you're missing so much. Okay, guys, I have to tell you what happened with this guy the other day. He came in and he sets up this huge premise that he is about to tell us without the shadow of a doubt that Jesus isn't God. And then he starts in on these proofs. I don't even remember what they were. Then I asked him the question. He said, Jesus never claimed to be God. Then I asked him, what did Jesus mean when he said, I am? And Jeff read to him the verse where Jesus responded to the Pharisees and answered his question, I am. Before Abraham was, I am, right? We read the whole thing. We read it all together. And then Spy went on this big thing about like how I am just means like 
that dude is over there. Like, he, he didn't know what the phrase I am was. So he wasn't equipped to have the conversation. I'm trying to fast track it. So that doesn't happen to this poor man again. Go Google that and come back. I appreciate oh, it. Okay, so even guys, short bus, Jeff was able to vote him? No, so it's okay, Chris. I'm going to go. So got, okay. so I understand her tactic already. I understand yeah, cool. the problem. This isn't a tactic. It's not a, you got, it's I want not a tactic that was destroyed by Steph, short bus Jeff. Like Steph, one of the dumbest people on I got two, I got two degrees. Chris, 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 no. Get your money back. Steph, I got two degrees. Just let you know. I got two degrees. Thank you. Then get your money back. No, okay, hold on. I am not saying you're uneducated spy. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying the argument that you are proposing has already been discussed and settled at nauseum. So I would encourage you, and I'm only giving you one topic, right? So how could God do things that then he seems later is like, oh, I did this thing and then this other change happened. When changes occur, there are explanations out there. One of them is middle knowledge. So I'm encouraging you to go and read about that and come back so we can have this discussion faster and better. Nobody's running. I'm just, I'm not implying anything about your education level. Well, if you have two record, degrees, you have way more degrees than me. I, I, well, I believe you. Well, for the record, I mean, this isn't an attempt. Like, what's everyone's end goal? Is it to destroy an opponent and make them look like an idiot? Or is it to no, no, really no. have, or, not you, hold on. Or is it really no. to have a conversation that we can move forward with? And, you know, to Seth's point, like, because I've, I've been through this enough, like, you know, her goal, my goal, like, I think the people's goal in this room is to really have a conversation where people can consider things they maybe haven't before. And the best way to do this is not with trying to destroy someone because they don't know stuff. It's to quickly bring them up to speed via Google. So now we're all on the same page and we don't have to waste time. We can just jump into the discussion that really matters because we're not worried about owning people. We're worried about you know proper discussion and, and hopefully learning something. So anyways, that would be the point. Um, can I... Well, random, you're up here next. What's up, random? Yeah, I, I just wanted to I just wanted to pop up and say to Spy, like, as an atheist, which I am, I've heard that argument many times from atheists, the, the exact argument you're making, and it's from from an atheist's perspective, it, it's not a good argument. Like I just I just wanted to let you know it's it's not it's not like a Christian saying, like, no, that's a bad argument. We don't like that argument. It's like, no, from other perspectives as well, it's just not a good argument. Um, Mo, you were next. Are you speaking, Mo? Uh, uh, hello, guys. No, I'm, I just wanted to, uh, to to listen to you guys, what are you saying, and this. And uh, discuss with you. I'm not coming to a debate. I don't, Aslan, believe that um, any religion is supposed to go to other, other religion or any religion should uh, be calling people to come to their religion. Uh, I was born as a Muslim, and I believe in all the religions, and I believe in all the scriptures, since uh, Emerald Tablets uh, to the Quran. I believe in all of them, uh, and I see God's uh, fingerprints or uh, signature in all of them, and uh, Christ's name is in all of them also. That's why I believe in all of them. Okay, okay. Well, noted. <laughs> Michael, what's up? How are you? Oh, you know, still running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Um, but I'm curious as to what's what's the bad argument? What's the argument atheists say is a bad argument? I want to hear it, too. Uh, you want to recap, Random? Um, it was that if, if God regrets things, then he can't be all-knowing or something to that effect. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's... I don't know that I'd say it's a bad argument. It, it, it is an interesting question. You know, it's like, I mean, like I, ref, I imagine he's talking about in Genesis where it says, you know, God looked at everything and regretted making man. Um, it, it doesn't make sense that an omniscient being would have the capacity to regret because he's simultaneously in the past, present, and future. Um, but I still think that's a pretty, it's almost like low-hanging fruit. There are so, there's so many better things. Um, well. Yeah, but anyway. But, you know, hey, uh, well, you know, so, opinions so, are like noses, right? Everybody's got one. The, the the problem is is that like that's that's only utilizing one concept of regret and regret can basically have slightly different definitions as it were uh, depending on the context uh, so it's it, it, it's kind of like you're right except situation oh yeah yeah terms are important for sure yeah yeah so I mean if if you're gonna if you're gonna raise that argument then it's important to talk about terms you know what is it you know in what context are you using the word regret for sure absolutely yeah I think you touched a, a good point there you know every speaker uh, has his own dictionary yani I can tell you you are crazy man and I, this means for me that I love you it means for you when you say it that you hate this person. Unless we uh, seek uh, the dictionary of God himself, uh, we will uh, not see his words uh, quite very clear or to the extent to know what he means by uh, everything uh, in it. And the way to do it is that if we want to know a certain word, like water, uh, for example, you go and get all the verses uh, that he has used this word in it, and you look on how he uses the word, how he places it in the text, and you will understand or get a feeling about how he's using it. And then when you apply it to the rest of the verses, that was not clear uh, uh, when you were trying to understand it, you will find that everything is going to fit uh, together. And uh, and maybe in the beginning, you'll find some verses you still do not understand how water is uh, knowledge, for example, in it. But when the more you unlock these names in the book, which are the elements that are repeated all over the ages, uh, the more you unlock these names, what the speaker means by them, the more you will, you will form a, a picture that is very uh, connected to each other and forms a big logic, and it becomes alive in the sense that it touches our daily lives in everything. Well then. So Nate, I've, in a, on another note, I'm very close to uh, very close to quitting my job because I've been so busy. I haven't had time to hang out with you guys, and it's frustrating me. This is the right answer. <laughs> Remember, I told you some while back. I've only got uh, about uh, two and a half years to go, then I can retire. So <laughs> we should we should have a have a party for you. Maybe we shall meet up somewhere and then have a have a retirement party for you. Yeah, it's got to oh. be something. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to Florida, so it's gotta, it can't be Florida. I was going to say, everybody just come to me and Michael. Come up north. We're here. If Michael comes to Florida and hangs out with us for a week, he'll have a pet alligator to go with his pythons. He'll be, like, super hard conservative and a Christian and maybe a televangelist. I don't even know. One week. While, I, while I'm 
while I, I don't think prophecy is a thing, I can still say that that's a pretty hefty no. Um, it, it's, uh, it's if like you, you were went saying to before. Florida, though, would you be tempted to bring home an alligator? Would I be tempted to bring home an alligator? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I think there are some like uh, I I have I have friends who have these these types of an, uh, animals. I have um, I have friends who have you know like Nile monitors and stuff like that. And I mean, like Nile monitors are mildly venomous. Um, they're, they have a uh, load of bacteria in their saliva and they can cause, you know, your flesh to rot off. Uh, no, no, I would never want that. The same as I would never go out and be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to capture one of the, uh, you know, wild uh, Burmese pythons and bring them back here because, you know, Burmese pythons can be 14, 16 feet long. That's silly. That's um, just more to love you. No. Yeah. <laughs> give you a really big hug. Uh, no. Yeah, no. Uh, no, I would not be tempted to do that. Uh, it, you know, the same as I wouldn't, you know, come back with, you know, a bunch of guns, right? I wouldn't do those things either. Oh, Nate, I, I saw something interesting. The, uh, uh, sorry, my, my brain is like, uh, is like a, a baby right now running all over the place. Um, I finally saw an article about the thing around Canadian parliament that you were talking about. And it was the, it was the speaker of the house that made the comment and he has since resigned. Uh -huh. He's yep. since resigned, uh, which I thought is the right thing to do. Except, I, you know, I wouldn't even say it's – I don't know. Like, I don't see how it could be the right thing to do because if it's ignorant and he didn't know, I mean, I mean, if he's going to resign, it should be because he's so ignorant and didn't know. Like, you should know your job. So, I mean, if he resigns for incompetence uh, – you got a lot of feedback, Michael. No, sorry. So, I mean, if he resigns for incompetence, that makes sense. Um, if he resigns for, like, promoting a Nazi that he legitimately didn't know was a Nazi – I mean, you know, you can't really hold the like you can't really hold a guy accountable if he didn't know. But he should totally resign for not knowing. Like, how do you not know? Like the Canadian like brass was right there next to him clapping. Like, certainly they knew. Um, otherwise they should resign for being really bad at their jobs. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a smear on the you know, on the face of uh, Canadian Parliament. It's it is a bad thing. It's a terrible thing. And um, you know, I think Justin Trudeau did the only thing he could do, which was apologize. Um, and, and yeah, I think, but I, I would side with you in a, in a, that I think that the person who said it, like the speaker of the speaker of parliament should have known better. That's just, that's just my thought though. Well, it seemed like it was, he was so caught off guard. Like, did you see the clip? Like when he, I don't even remember if we got into it yesterday, but like, like when, when he said, when, when he read the, the note. He was just like reading it and all of a sudden it's like he got it. He realized what he was saying and he just had this look of shock and he like glances up and he's like, oh crap, did I just support a Nazi? It's like the guy had no prior indication. He's just like someone handed him a paper that he just read and then he's like realized what he was reading. Yeah, no, I didn't see a video clip. I only, uh, I only, read, uh, I only read about it. And like I said, I've had so – it's remarkable how little time I've had to do much of anything. <laughs> now I'm just letting my dog out before I have a meeting. At least I'm able to be home for my meeting. Did anyone happen to catch the Republican debate last night? I did not. I'm sure something embarrassing for America happened during that. Did anyone happen to catch that? I, I listened to it. Uh, again, running around like I take my head cut off. Somebody was streaming it on YouTube. Uh, and so I watched, uh, well, I, I watched about 90 seconds of it and listened to the majority of it. Um, and I think, 
the, I, the takeaway for me is the winner of that debate was Donald Trump, and he wasn't even there. The because the other part? people were so boring or so bad? Um, I think that, um, and again, you know, this is, this is just my opinion, but my opinion is that, yeah, like, I think Donald Trump won that debate because every, because everybody else was just kind of, <sighs> there was a lot of finger pointing going on. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, talking about what they were going to do, you know, kind of all of their quote unquote day one commitments as soon as, you know, when I am president X, Y, Z. Um, but I think what they weren't doing was pointing out all the reasons why they were better choices than the guy that has a bazillion point lead on over all of them in every poll in the country. <laughs> how, how'd Vivek do? Did he make any good points? Well, it was really funny, and what, there were a couple of people that pointed out that he. So, I, I, I think I think Vivek is, is interesting because he I, he is a he is a walking hippo, uh, piece of hypocrisy, right? So he wants to do away with the citizenship status he benefited from. He wants to do away with the type of loans that he implemented. I think it's twenty nine times in his own company and he wants like all of these things. And he is, he is pandering. And I think he's hoping that the American electorate aren't smart enough to look into the fact that he basically that what he's saying is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I benefited from it, but I don't think anybody else should. He's terrible. We're not smart enough. Just go ahead and accept that right there. Mm. Oh, I don't. Nikki Haley destroyed him last night. Apparently was what I read. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. She, I actually thought Nikki Haley was good. I think if I had to, if I had to, right, gun to my head, you must vote for you know. First of all, you're an American citizen and have the capacity to vote, and you must vote for a Republican. It would be a toss up between Nikki Haley and Chris Christie. Um, oh. And the reason and the reason I say that is because they're the only ones that aren't insane. Um, like, I, I mean, like, and this is just for me again, bias is accepted, but Mike Pence has an imaginary friend, right? Um, you know, and won't take meetings without his wife. This is a problem. Um, I, I think, I think DeSantis is terrible. I, I think he's just a terrible human being. I think Vivek is, you know, a, a terrible hypocrite. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, and Christie's not great, but I think <laughs> I love what he. It was funny. He uh, he said something really interesting. He was the only one who called out Donald Trump last night, and he said, um, and it was it was a silly kind of pun, but he said, you know, he's like he's like you're not here because you're afraid to be here because you know that you know you're basically going to get crucified. I'm kind of paraphrasing. You know, you know you're going to get called up on the carpet for all the things that you've done and all the things you didn't do and this, that, and the other thing. He's like, so if you keep on missing these debates, we're going to stop calling you Donald Trump. We're going to start calling you Donald Duck, uh, which was kind of, you know, <laughs> funny. Um, and, you know, but and, and I think it's weird. Yeah, so I, I think either Nikki Haley or, or Chris Christie. I don't think Nikki Haley stands a chance because patriarchy. And I don't think uh, Chris Christie <laughs> And I don't think uh, Chris Christie stands a chance because of some of the past. I, I think some of the some of the things when he was like he because he was like heavy 
uh, into Trump early on um, until he wasn't anymore, and then Trump turned on him. But anyway, there's my there's my Canadian review of your second Republican debate. Well, isn't Nikki Haley? Is she like she's either Christian or Hindu, right? I know she was like grew up like raised Hindu or she's something. Christian. So she would have. Oh, okay. I was gonna say she had. I mean, if she was Hindu, I mean, well, Vivek. I mean, he's. Is he practicing Hindu? Like, anyways, for, if there's a Hindu on stage, Hindu, yes. okay, then he's got like a th- like a billion imaginary friends. So I mean, there there's that. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't I cannot stand Pence. But you know, I'm not gonna fight. Uh, you know, slight him for a belief in a god, just like I wouldn't slight an atheist for a non-belief in a god if they're t- teaching a math class or something. It's irrelevant. Um, uh, to say that that questions their whole like you know decision making ability because they believe in something you don't believe, I I don't think that's really fair. Uh, the not taking a meeting with, uh, you know, a, a woman in private, like, man, you could have said there was a time that that was like overkill. Um, now that just seems like if you don't want a scandal, that's a good idea. Like, just don't be in a room with anyone alone. Um, because my goodness, like there's going to be people that are make stuff up, even if even if it's not true. Um, so imagine if you're like, you know, do something like dare meet one on one with someone. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to fault for that either. That just seems like good pragmatism. I know he bases it totally. I think probably because of his Christian beliefs, but I mean, even secularly, that's not a bad idea. Um, anyway, those are my thoughts, but yeah, I, I don't, don't like the guy for lots of other reasons. Um, yeah, yeah. man. Steph, are you doing like finger painting or something during the time of, of these debates or knitting Angora wool from your rabbits? One of the things that I found interesting about uh, about the whole thing, I think it was Chris that kind of laughed. I said because patriarchy is like one of the things that I found interesting was when when Barack Obama won the the Democratic nomination, and and I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton. Um, Christopher Hitchens wrote a great book called No One Left to Lie to, uh, and it was an expose on some of the terrible things the Clintons did. So I'm not a fan, um, but. I think it was very telling in a place like America that they were – that seemingly – not even seemingly, apparently and evidently, they were more ready for a black man than a white woman. And I found that very interesting. I just don't get that. Like he was just charismatic. Well, like if you would have had if – if Hillary Clinton and, and Barack were opposite in every way except sex and color, um, she would have got it. Like you know, he was he was just wildly popular, wildly charismatic, and she's like a not. So I mean, it's not yeah, because I, like you know men fear the the lack of the presence of a penis so much that they have to vote for a dude at all costs. It's like there's other qualities that separate them. Like in this one, charisma, right? Hope and change versus like the the dynasty that's been. Um, so I don't I don't think you can just like scream patriarchy um, and be be really correct on that one. Yeah, I, I don't know how accurate it is. It, it is a certain amount based on, you know, kind of uh, the uh, the campaigns of uh, uh, for the Democratic nomination in 16 or what? No, uh, 20, the, the Democratic nomination in 20. Uh, there was there was some indication uh, that individuals that didn't have a problem with a female president, uh, but uh, there was kind of this belief that you know, a female president might not be able to win, um, just, just win the election. It's kind of that electability argument. And so it's, it's not, it's not the case that people seemingly, it's not the case that people don't want a woman as a president. 
Um, it's more of they don't kind of push forward a woman because they don't think that a woman could win the election. And and well, those those are two separate things. And, and like, let me put on my profit hat here for a minute. Like, you know, if if Biden, I, I mean, if things go like one one or two more ticks away, like the guys the guys got to get out. So then everyone's gonna like, you know, if if Biden vacates for whatever reason, health or you know, because he can't think or walk or anything like that, and Kamala takes over, everyone is gonna freak out and be in an uproar. And you know, like one certain side is going to scream how everyone hates her because she's a woman. That is like the last reason. Like if you find the most like misogynist, like person you can possibly think of and like the deepest, darkest pit of the armpit of America and just think they hate women with all, all they can hate. That's still going to be the last reason they hate Kamala. Uh, So while everyone screams, it's because she's a woman. It's because of like a thousand other things and then that guy hates women and be like, oh, yeah, and she's a woman. So, I mean, I don't know. Can we agree to that? It seems like even people that really, really want a woman president would be like, that's a bridge too far. We don't want that one. <laughs> it's interesting, again, from an outsider perspective, and I, and I don't think – like, no, I don't think none of us have any idea of the intricacies of the goings-on of the U.S. federal government. But it seems like to me that – I mean, where has Harris been? Like, basically, she was there at the inauguration, and I think I've like I think I've seen her on TV twice since then. Like, she's just like po- she's like Pokeru. Oh, you guys don't know what Polka Dot Door is. Um, it's a TV show from the seventies in Canada, and there was this. There was this yeah, if I was working with Biden that long, I'd be off camera too, guaranteed. That's interesting. Um, but anyway, there's this mythical creature named Pokeru that was basically, you know, it's like seeing Clark Kent and Superman. You never saw them together in the same room. And Pokeru was all this, 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 uh, this, you know, this was all this creature that you just never saw. Um, and that's kind of what Kamala Harris has been, in, in my opinion, since, since the inauguration. Like, just like, where the hell is she? And yet, I have no doubt that she's been keenly kept up to date on all of the goings on in case something happens. But from an optics perspective, it's like, where the hell has she been? So, so that's why I would say that, Nate. Like, like I, I think I would stand alongside you, but I'd stand alongside you for that, which is probably an ignorant perspective because we can't know the intricacies are going on. And I'm sure she gets daily briefings of all of those things and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, from an optics perspective, it's like, where the hell is she? I, I, I suspect from just kind of my perspective, I suspect that it has to do with the fact that she was never really very popular. Um, And like you said, from an optics perspective, the less that is necessary for her to be visibly present, the better. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, like Babylon B makes fun of her constantly for her speeches. I mean, they, they like they have the nine year old that writes all of her speeches as like, you know, yeah, this is Kamala Harris is a speechwriter and they have like this nine year old kid who like rolls up <laughs> in a suit. You know, I mean it's just like I mean, she has the IQ of a turnip, just like Chip Gaines, and she's way out of her league. Everybody knows that she's out of her league. But yet still better than the non-sentient Joe Biden, who doesn't even know what color pudding he's eating every day. Um, he just has somebody else in the background. I believe it's probably Jill and some Obama officials that are actually running the government. 
it, it's yeah, it, it's interesting. I think I think you're probably right that outside of California, because that's I think where where Harris was super popular. I think outside of California, yeah, you're probably um, probably right. Uh, but I don't I don't I don't know I don't know enough about again plus, like, kind of goings on. Plus, like as the vice president, you sh- the, the vice president doesn't need to be overly visible. Yeah, I mean, it's said of the United States vice president that their job is to go to funerals. It's literally their job. They go to state funerals. <laughs> their their job is to exist in concept, just in case. And, oh, and to be honest, I don't know if we'd be worse off with Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. I'm not real sure. Like that. Well, what matters? It's, it's the same people that control it. So I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a wash. It's a placeholder. So like. You know, whoever is doing things now, it doesn't matter who who is in the presidency. If it's one of those two, um, it doesn't matter. I mean, Colin probably wouldn't be so embarrassing um, that she would she probably wouldn't fall up and down steps. So I mean, you know, maybe maybe optics would be better because she probably wouldn't trip over her own feet. But then she talks. So as I, a, I don't know. As as kind of a a, lef, a more left uh, individual in this space. Um, at this time, I'm not going to completely disagree. Um, I, I would love personally to just see the presidency less as a whole. Like I, I just don't want to be bothered by what they're doing most of the time. That's, that's my preference. Like they just do what they do. It doesn't ruin my life. Great. I don't care. That's, that's a really interesting perspective. It's like, you don't really. Welcome to the Republican party. Yeah, it's like because you, you don't see a lot of. I don't think that's the case, but you don't see a lot of. You know, like with the with the with the exception of very very high profile, uh, like uh, CEO uh, CEOs or COOs of companies, you you don't really see them much. They're they're in the background doing their thing, um, but yeah, and that that's a really interesting perspective. I like that. But oh, just before I go, uh, I want to say this, Chris. Um, IQ is uh, IQ. While an interesting metric is not a great measure of intelligence, and I say this for two reasons. Um, so I took I, I took an IQ test back in university, which is a billion years ago. Um, and on this on this test, you have to take like two separate ones. Or in in Canada, you take two separate ones. Like, and you take an average of the two as a as a kind of measuring stick. And my IQ was listed at 141. I'm not a genius, right? Like they said, oh, you know, everything, anything over 140, I'm not a genius. Now, my wife, on the other hand, is, she's one of the smartest people I know. She has a photographic memory. And, and my IQ is technically four points higher than hers. So, yeah, it's not a thing. But anyway. Holy crap. In other news, I just watched this thing people shared to my community on Facebook. It is legit like a 13 foot long python uh crossing the road and the place is about i don't know half a mile uh down the road so you know i'm cool with alligators that thing nah oh my gosh why didn't somebody kill it you're supposed to kill them on site yeah you are well the person i mean the person who posted it seems like it was like like listening to the video it was like a dad with like a car full of girls who was like bringing home from school. 
So, I mean, you know, I mean, if I saw a 13-foot python, you're supposed to kill it on sight? Um, yeah, no, yeah. no thanks. Well, oh, no, okay, wait, I, hang on, wait. Wait, wait a minute, Daddy what? sees a speed bump, kids. Here we go. Okay, wait. I, I'm thinking two things. Well, it was off the road. It was in the median, actually. But, okay, I'm thinking, okay, if you're supposed to do it, how, like what, an 80-year-old woman, a person jogging, a woman biking, like if you're supposed to, like the government wants you to jump out and like wrestle this thing and like bite its neck in half, like let's be real people. Um, in principle, sure, if you can, wonderful. No, you're doing the doing the, the last service. person to move into Florida. So when Steph moves to Florida, she's in charge of killing all the pythons. And the next thing, for, Michael, it, for an indeterminate amount of time. And then the next thing, Michael, um, this is why guns are useful. What, what uh, what's the reason for the pythons? I just want to know, like. Uh, well, well, hang on. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get through this, Mike. So one. Can't fault the guy for not jumping out and wrestling a, a python and killing it with his kids in the car. Most people wouldn't, even if they're supposed to. And then if you are supposed to and you have a gun, well, great. Argument for guns. Uh, Michael is about to respond to that first. Yeah, so uh, so one, so my my understanding is, because I have a, um, there's an organization called, uh, called uh, USA ARC, um, and I know a couple of uh, handlers that live in Florida that keep exotic animals, that keep venomous animals, all kinds of different stuff, as well as giant snakes. Um, and my understanding is that Florida state law is that you're supposed to, you're not supposed to kill them on site. They're supposed to be humanely euthanized. So no, don't shoot them with guns. No, don't run them over the cars. That's terrible. Um, but and, and the reason for that is because they're a horribly invasive species. I haven't seen this yet, but I know what it is. It's a Burmese python. So 30 years ago, when Burmese pythons started to be imported into the U.S., it was like, wow, these snakes are super cool. Oh, they get – I almost I almost dropped an F-bomb on your channel. Um, I was like, wow, they get really big. I can't handle this anymore. Let's let it go in the wild. And that happened a lot. And now they are so prevalent in Florida that they have become the apex predators over things like alligators. They now eat alligators. Um, so – so yes, they have to be dealt with. They shouldn't be there. They have no business. They're they're native to Southeast Asia. They shouldn't be oh. in Florida. But they shouldn't just be indiscriminately killed. Actually, it seems like these people. It seems like these people are saying it's a rattlesnake. That's not possible. There's a thirteen no foot rattlesnake. Way. Hang on, hang on. Don't get that big. Hang on. I'm just going to submit this. I'm trying to grab a screenshot to do a PTR. I mean, so, I mean, Eastern, Eastern diamond bats get Eastern diamond bats get big, but that would be a that would be a world record. Okay, so I mean, I'm watching. Wouldn't a video, that be like so, twice I mean, the size of the world record? Like rattlesnake. I mean, like rattlesnakes no, get like no. Eastern diamond bats right? can get seven or eight feet. Eastern diamond bats can get seven or eight feet long. Okay. They, they they get very very big, um, but a, a thirteen foot rattlesnake would be something for the record books. Okay, so something I, I, that got nuked by like some. Oh, I'm trying to show. answer you, people. So I'm trying to say we don't need to break out the Guinness World Book. Um, I said 13 because it's massive. It looks like there's two trees planted, and it it looks like the the size like between both trees, which is really big. Um, I'm listening on the video, and they say, I mean, you know, I don't know if they're like a snake person either, but the the woman, because apparently there's a woman too, um, she says. That is a rattler, and then she says it's about nine or ten feet. Um, so I, I watch, I listened to the video back, and that's what she said. So, all right, I will submit this PTR. I don't know if she's a snake expert either, but she was a lot closer to it than I am. So let me let me do this PTR. 
Okay, as best I can. Let's see if that works. Oh, that's not going to give you an idea of the size. Um, anyway, try PT oring. That's that's the best I got. But watching the video, this thing is giant. Yeah, it probably looks. Oh, like I'm not a herpet, I'm not a herpetologist. I'm yeah, it's a rattlesnake. Judgment for Michael. It's a rattlesnake. So Michael, even though there's no frame of reference for how big that might be, like, it, or, you know what? Let me get. Let me let me zoom out. Let me let me do this again. You can tell it's a rattlesnake, by the way. You you can you can tell it's a rattlesnake by by the tail. Um, so rattlesnakes will typically so uh, rattles at the end of a rattlesnake's tail are just old pieces of skin from from previous sheds, and they dry out and they get hard, and that's why they rattle. Um, and they don't drag flat along the ground like a python's tail would. So that's that's one way you can know it's a rattlesnake. The picture's not great for me to be able to zoom in on it. Uh, PTR again. I I put it now so you can at least see the tree that it's next to. So I don't know if that gives you a better idea of how big it may be with the tree. It's yeah, yeah. So that that's probably that's probably a seven to eight foot eastern diamondback. Um, so yeah, rattlesnake, uh, unbelievably venomous. You wouldn't want to take a hit from one of those. Um, you'd be in a bad way. Um, and also with a snake that big, it's probably got venom glands the, the size of silver dollars, um, which is also bad. But yeah, that's a, that's an eastern diamondback, and it's a giant, and that's, so that sh snake should not be killed; it should just be relocated. So, All right, so there's our would it be guys. good eaten? <laughs> would it be good eaten? Would it be delicious? I mean, I I've never tried snake. I do know people that 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 have eaten it, um, and apparently, like everything else, it tastes like chicken. Apparently, um, but yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would just yeah, if if I were there. And I had some of my tools with me. I had an, uh, like a, a friend who was a better handler. I would, I would apprehend, you know, capture the snake, and I would take it far, far away into a place where people weren't, and let it go and live out the rest of its life. That snake is probably quite old as well. You could probably just put it in like a paper grocery bag, and it would be fine, right? You could drive like a hundred yeah. miles with a snake in a paper grocery bag. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> Hey, have you guys seen Michael? No, man. He put that rattlesnake in that paper grocery bag and drove off. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they but it's have, true um, that juveniles are, like, more dangerous, right? Because they can't control their venom. So, like, where an adult may choose to, like, not use its venom, like a juvenile is just, like, uh, all over the place. So you could, like, get more um, – it could be more deadly to get bit by a juvenile strike. Uh, snake. Yeah. Is that yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, an adult will sometimes <laughs> – or a mature snake will sometimes, venomous snake will sometimes give a dry bite, uh, basically like it because venom. So all venom is is highly specialized saliva uh, with proteins in it that's used to do a few different things. There's many different types of venom, but basically to act as like a pre-digestive uh, for its prey item. Um, so venom is is precious and it takes a lot of calories for a snake to produce venom. So it doesn't like to use it unless it needs to. So yes, and that, where an adult will be like, you know, bite, dry bite, back off. Um, you know, it's basically a baby's like just like a toddler, right? They just run around not knowing what they're doing. They're like, ah, bite, bite, all the venom, all the venom, and you, and you die still. So yeah. We also have coral snakes. Are you familiar with those? those uh, yeah, coral snakes are coral snakes are lapids. They're actually members of the cobra family. Hmm. Um, and they are yeah, they're they are coral snakes are no joke. Now coral snakes are not aggressive at all. 
um, you would have to, you kind of have to almost abuse one to get it to bite you. Um, coral snakes in that way are like sea snakes. Like sea snakes are not aggressive at all. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'd love to continue your herpetology lesson, but I have a meeting to get to. <laughs> well, it's good stuff. I enjoy learning things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 10, I'm 10 seconds away from quitting my job and just coming on Clubhouse full time. <laughs> Bro, or you could be a herpetologist. Like, no, I'm not, that, yeah, right. I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. Mm. All right. Anyway, see, see you guys. <laughs> All right. Take care. Uh, Walter. Bro. Um, what's up, Walter? I think I remember you were starting to say something a long time ago. I don't know. Or I guess perhaps not. I guess uh, I guess a bunch of people are uh, deciding to go in and do another dumpster fire day. What do you mean? Calvinists for fourteen hours. Oh, is there a room set up right now? Uh, apparently. I was, I was <laughs> going to say something a while back, but then you guys always talk to me when I'm about out of the office. And I got back. Forgot what I was going to say. No problems. Hello, Connie. Hmm, in other news. Yes. Yeah, hey, in Connie, I have a device for you. It's on my desk. I'm at my office right now. I'm looking right at it, so I'll let you know how it goes. Except I never got an email. Steph, did Connie ever email you? I never got anything from her. So we don't know where to send it. I don't it. think Steph is available. I keep trying to troll Steph, and she's mm -hmm. not saying anything, so that usually means that she's working and can't respond. So Connie, this thing is, it's older and it's used, but it works well. So, and routers generally don't go bad. So um, I'm happy to ship this off to you. I think Steph sent me a PO box for you. So I'll, I'll probably try to get it in the mail tomorrow. This is what I can do, I think. Welcome to the stage, Connie. Hey, Chris, I don't have a P.O. box, brother. Oh, well, then Steph's a liar. She, Steph sent me some, <laughs> Steph, 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 Steph sent me something that was an address that was for you that I can send this thing to. So whatever oh, that yeah, is, I, I don't remember address. what it is. Yeah, I've got address. I don't have a P.O. box. <clears throat> got it. But thank you yeah. so much. Somehow you know, mine did go bad and I don't know how it did that, but it did. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, again, I'll, I'll send this one over to you. Um, the other cool thing is that um, I can, like, I can remote into it and help you if you're having problems. So that's also nice. That's super. <laughs> Great. Maybe like a little, little crease, piece of Chris is just living in your, in your internet all the time. Right I there can with you. hardly wait. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I have like 85 routers out there that I manage. So like, yeah, it's like that all over the place, including out, out near your neck of the woods. I'm actually coming out there for a couple of things in next week. So we should definitely really? try to hook up for lunch. Yeah. yeah oh, I got to go to, I got to go to creative lifting and I got to go to agave. I thought you were talking about I'm like, really. you're going to California. Oh no, no. I'm talking about you, dude. Going out there except, for work. Except I don't. I don't think I live exactly where you think I live. I, I, I think I'm a little bit further away. I'm trying away to keep it vague. I think I do know where you live, but like I'm trying to keep it vague. So 
Okay. Yeah, then I, I agree. Let's try to let's try I to. Think, find, I think uh, you would have to drive about forty-five minutes, and I would have to drive about forty-five minutes extra. But we can hook up. Oh God! How about I drive about ten minutes, and if you're lucky, you can see a snake crossing our road. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So I mean, I, I we we didn't get destroyed. Um, that guy was a sky spy or whatever. Like I was waiting for us all to be destroyed. And, you know, I guess he never. Oh, yeah. He never wanted to come back and destroy us. It, like I can tell the argument. He's just gonna say, "Well, if God is mutable, then Jesus can't be God." Uh, yada yada yada. It's just a bad argument. It's really dumb. Yeah. And like Random said, like atheists try to use that argument. The 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 like the classic thing is that most theologians would say that when God regrets or shit has some other type of human changing of his mind, this is an anthropomorphism that is laid on God. It just means that anthropomorphism just means assigning human attributes to something that's not human. And so when we say God changed his mind, it's literally not possible for God to think discursively or to change his mind because that would make God a creature. Um, necessary beings, you know, there's only one necessary being, but like God, it is impossible for him to change his mind because he knows everything. He's omniscient. Um, it is impossible for him to move because he is already everywhere. How is he going to move? He's already everywhere. He's on, he's omnipresent. So like those types of things, they're just logical contradictions. <laughs> like, you know, can, can God, can God change? No. The thing that makes God, God is that he doesn't change. There is in him. There is no shadow of turning. You know, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like God doesn't change. I agree. This message brought to you by the immutability of God. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, if you, if you just don't, I don't know. Like, if you just don't know stuff, I get how they would do that. But they're like, no, see, it says it right here. It says it right here. You're, you're like messing up words or you're doing this or blah, 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 or, or whatever. It's like, no, man, like we haven't changed. Um, like we've always understood this the way it's always been. Um, and, and that's how we've always read it. So it's not like we're changing things to, to like counter your specific argument. This is the way we always view them. And the way that you, the, the reason you don't understand that is because you, you haven't immersed yourself to like really, you know, get familiar with the thing you're fighting against. Like if you would have, you would know why everyone's like smirking and laughing, which, you know, may not be great Christian behavior, forgive us Lord. But I mean, it's, it's so beyond the pale. Like it's so crazy to us that someone would take that approach because it's just so, so, so incorrect. Like just from, from reading and like the basic comprehension of Christianity, like these, these ways they try to like approach and destroy us. It's just, it, it's so flawed that like, if you would have spent any time researching your opponent, you could find some valid arguments, I guess somewhere, but none of these are them. And then they claim victory and claim destruction and leave. Like, I didn't move that guy. I told him to stay up here as long as he wanted. Um, so, you know, he, he left on his own. Uh, is Maccabees, what's up? What's up, Nate, and the rest of the Acts of Christian We Got Answers group? 
How you doing? Hey, bud. All righty. Good to see you again, Nate. I think I was here a few weeks ago, and I asked you a question about uh, where did Christ get the teachings of blasphemy and the Holy Ghost? You never have forgiveness in Luke 12. And your response uh, answer was, it might have been you, it might have been somebody else, so if I'm off, you know, forgive me. Um, but your answer was, well, if it was you, there's a, uh, there's a lot. Where are the peacemakers? But Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Where did he get that from? Do you recall a conversation like that? Uh, vaguely, I think. I remember the peacemaker thing, I think. So did you, did you ever find out where Christ got that quote from? I I don't remember that part of it. I remember you brought it up. I didn't know no, no, you I, want. I didn't know you were asking like if he where he got a quote from or something. No, like no, that. no, no. You, you kind of misunderstand me. Let's let, like no. I asked you where did Christ get the quote in Luke twelve uh, when he says he that blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness out of the scriptures. So you say if it was you, uh, you I think it was you said uh, okay we don't have that but where did Christ get the information of blessed are the peacemakers. We don't have that either. So I was wondering since then. No, that wasn't me. It sounds like you okay. may have had this conversation with a couple different people. It, that, that's not. No, no, it, it, it wasn't. It was, it was in this room. You know what I'm saying? I just figured it might have been you or uh, if it wasn't, if the person here who I had that conversation with. That's why I say if it's not you, you know, forgive me. It could be somebody else who in the room right now. Or well, let's start be. over. <laughs> All right. So what's the question? No, the question is based on that. I was asking whoever had that conversation with me. Do they remember it? I don't think anyone does. I certainly do not. Because you was kind of calling it to remembrance but, at first. But, but well, no, I remember. I remember you said something about peacemakers. Uh, but I don't remember like where did you get that quote? No, we don't have that. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. So yeah like, are you asking where did Jesus get the quote? Blessed are the peacemakers. No, that, well, I'm not asking. That's not. I'm not asking. That's what it was asked to me by somebody in this room. So I didn't know if you all did the research since that, that time we talked to try to discover where Christ got that from, or did you all ever even find it? Do you all have a a text yet where Christ got blessed or the, that word uh, the peacemaker I'm very confused. Coming he just that. said it like this is a sermon he just said it he said blessed are a bunch of people he said blessed are the peacemakers and you know it's a sermon not, not that, 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 that comes from the holy scriptures man that peacemakers I, I don't deny that but I mean if you're talking about the specific context like he can say blessed is the peacemakers and you know Proverbs can say you know um, you know blessed is the man that walks towards peace or something like that or blessed is the one who like uh, what like peaceful is the one that carries the gospel or something like that but just because Jesus also says it doesn't mean it's a direct quote. If he says, blessed is this, blessed is that, by the way, blessed is the peacemakers, that's not directly saying he's trying to quote from Scripture. That just happens to be him saying the same thing. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disputing any of that. I'm just, like, setting the stage. So, I mean, that's where, that's where we are. All right. So, all right. So I'm, I'm going to answer that question for whoever was here the last time they asked me. And when somebody asks a question, you're supposed to give them an answer to the best of your ability. You're supposed to be diligent, research, all that right study to show yourself approved. So whoever asked me last time, I know they've probably been in the Bible for 30 years or so, and they just didn't have an answer, whoever it was. But I did some research, and I found the answer quickly than I ever thought I would. It's uh, Proverbs 10.10 in the uh, Septuagint. It says, he that, and it reads a little different in the KJV, obviously. He that winks with his eyes deceitfully and procures grief for men, uh, procures grief for men. But he that reproves boldly is a peacemaker. So now we know where Christ says, "Hey, blessed are the peacemakers." Right? I answered no. your question. No, you can't say that. Like let, that's let, a big thing. Let me, you gotta let me finish, though. You literally just said, "Is that?" I said, I said "Now we." Know, I, I said, said, "No." I said, "So now we know." And then you said, "No, no." I was kind of. 
Still in the midst of speaking, but it's your stage, it's your room. I'll you. No, no, that's that's the answer. Like we can't say Jesus saying, Blessed are the peacemakers, is what I mentioned earlier before you started. Like, you know, the, the thing in Proverbs is that you're saying a quote. It's not a quote. I mean, I agree. The guy yeah, in Proverbs says, Blessed are the peacemakers. Got- Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers. And I'll say it right now. Like, hey, by the way, guys, blessed are the peacemakers. I'm not quoting Jesus when he says, Blessed are the peacemakers. I also think Blessed are the peacemakers. I'm not quoting him though. So so wait. So are you saying Proverbs ten twelve? No, Chris. 10, I'll, teach, I'll teach you. I'll teach you again, Chris. One second. It's Proverbs. Right 10, listen. It's Proverbs ten. Isn't 10. there something about a teacher supposed to be like respectful and? Yeah, I I, I am being yeah. respectful. That's why. That's why. So, I would make, so Proverbs Chris, ten ten. He can't, who pro, winks Chris, the Proverbs eye causes ten ten in the Septuagint. You've never read it before. No, so I'm, no, I am no, no, I'm sorry. Respectful. I'm reading from the Hebrew. So okay, fine. Why don't you I'm be silent you and you listen to the scripture. Uh, he I who may, winks the eye causes love? I'm not... pain. He who winks the eye causes pain, and an ignorant fool of loose lips will be ruined. So listen, <laughs> this is what you're talking about right now. I mean, I'm going to say that Proverbs is directly, immediately applicable right now, but not in the way he brought it. So this is just this is just nonsense. So like, what did I miss? Jesus, oh, oh just uh, Hebrew Hebrew Israelite fun stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, yes. So again, does his PTR say preceptacons? It does. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So he was trying to claim that Jesus was quoting the the proverbs when he said, "Blessed are the peacemakers." So look, there's a lot of intertextuality in the New Testament. Jesus quotes the New Testament tons of times. And the best way you can know whether or not he's quoting the Old Testament is there are some versions that will put Old Testament quotes in all caps. The LSB is one of those who does, that does that. Um, neither does the Sermon on the Mount have a quote about peacemakers from the Old Testament. It is not quoting Proverbs 10.10. 10, 10. Um, because that is literally not what Proverbs 10.10 says. Um, the KJV is a poor translation. Uh, and the, uh, the other contention that Jesus was somehow quoting something about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, again, that's not an Old Testament quote either, and there is no intertextuality in that particular verse. And so not everything that Jesus is teaching is a quote from the Old Testament, but he will anchor his teachings in the Old Testament and then expand on those ideas. Yep, you're caught up, Steph. Okay, thank you. Morning, Connie. Morning, Steph. Oh, he says it seems familiar that Chris and Nate are using their power. What could that mean? I think it's a slavery thing. Oh. No, I think you, he's claiming you're mod abusing him because you dropped into the audience because he didn't want to listen to me read the other version that disagrees with him. That is directly from the Hebrew. And and, and the KJV used the Hebrew too. The KJV did not use the Septuagint. Like, you can read the notes from the translators of the KJV that tell you where they got all of their translation 
material. Like it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery wrapped in an enigma. You know, you can just go read what the guys in 1611 said, where they got their stuff. And then you can go read that same stuff if you can read Greek or Hebrew. Um, Chris, he See, wants it was, to know. It was slavery. We're the Edomites of the world today. Chris, that's us. Yeah. It's a slavery thing. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Hi. Wait, where are the Edomites today, Chris? Us. It, it's us. No, it's no, I mean the, re- the real ones. Oh, the real ones? <laughs> oh, and speak that... for yourselves. I'm not an Edomite. Just oh, like that's that. right. You're not an Edomite. You are. Well, I mean, a... technically, I guess I'm not either. I don't, I don't really know. I haven't traced my fake ancestry back, but I know, you know, DNA says I'm. You know, I at you least have a 50% you want chance. Is I'm on your chart. Nate is 2% on your chart, so there's that. I've never But done wait, does it ha- doesn't it have to be like on my mother's side or father's side? Your right? father. Or, or... What's your father? Well, your yeah. father. But how does anyone know that? Do I just oh, say it's my dad because no one really knows? White, Nate, so if yeah. your father is white, you are. that's the situation you're in. Oh, if so it doesn't go back to If your father is white, you are not a delight. Oh, okay, wait, hang on. Okay, so if you, I, I thought you were talking about it has to be traced back through ancestry. So like, where wherever like the the black person in your family lineage was, I was thinking that. So you're saying forget all that. That doesn't matter. It just means like currently your immediate parent. Yes. If you're, yes. oh, so it doesn't matter. Like you know, if if the actual person um, was black or white back in the ancestor. Okay. So here's another question then. Uh, if I did DNA testing on my dad, and it was his side that that had the black dna then i'd be good right like my dad doesn't have no to look because black. if he just you, has to have if you have african ancestry in your dna but you are visibly caucasian what that means is that your lineage is enough tainted with edomite dna that you no longer qualify like i i don't but think they're high you... priest is white with cornrows he's, he's well a they don't like actual acknowledge with that yeah but he's like their priest they love him that guy i know Oh, are you talking about you talking about gorilla Hebrew? Is he the white guy with like red cornrows? Yeah, but they love him. So, so, so what do you mean they they don't accept that? Like, do they do they like him because he makes their points, but they think he's really an Edomite and gonna be their slave, or or do they? Hey, I'm just I, telling I thought you they what accept they teach. him. I'm not telling you it makes sense. Right, huh. it's the same thing I do with Armenians, man. I tell you what they <laughs> teach. I'm not gonna say it makes sense. We're not doing that. That's Pastor Sam's job. This room is <laughs> Calvinist Arminian debate free. <laughs> what are they are they going at it right now, Steph? I have not looked. I have resolved to not get on the stage today. So I don't oh, know. Oh good. Yeah. And they're they're just railing on Calvinists, so it's like they come here and everyone's cool, but then they go there and they're just like Calvinists suck. They're evil. Yeah, they they're basically are like Calvinists no. worship an evil god. No, that is nobody no, has said true. that. Are you joking? Literally, I literally no. saw multiple people in the chat say that. Nobody can... has said Calvinists worship an evil god. What is yes, happening? They did. And they said that Calvinists are not Christians. And they no, said who's that they? Calvinists were. There was I'm... a person who said yeah. in their room yesterday that they didn't feel that Chris, that Calvinism was in Christendom. And then that person was corrected very quickly by everyone else, including Malak, who said, no, that's not correct. So that's what actually happened. But anyway, Pastor Sam no. is holding. <sighs> that's what happened. Pastor We're Sam just going to disagree. I mean, I have 15 other witnesses that disagree. Is she trying to say Pastor Sam is defending Chris? You guys saw Is she trying to say Pastor Sam is defending Chris? Is that where you're going, Steph? No, no, no. Pastor, no, Pastor Sam, Sam is having rooms where he's oh. going through the tulip 
one point at a time. Yesterday was total depravity. Today is unlimited whatever. Um, unconditional election. Right. So, today... so this, is, this is not what Pastor Sam is doing. What Pastor Sam is doing okay. is attempting to drive a wedge between Christians so that they hate they, each do other. You want the... Wait, I thought you and Pastor Sam were on good terms. Yeah, I, we are, but he's just being used as a tool of Satan today for the last four days. <laughs> okay, and so, so he doesn't realize it. He's not doing it on purpose. He do, He's not doing it on purpose. He doesn't realize it. He has been lied to and duped, and he has been being used by Satan currently to divide uh, Christians, um, you know. And the reason Chris is saying on. this is because Pastor Sam has been asking hard questions of Calvinists. That is not That's true. That's how he's being used. That is not true. I can I can answer all of the hard Chris, questions. Chris, you got removed that is from the 100... room in I got under removed... four minutes yesterday. Four oh, minutes is, right. is how long and you what left. Was I, what was I saying, Steph? Was I saying, why are we arguing about this? This is not a salvational issue. And I was saying we should have charity with one another. And there are right ways and wrong ways to say this. And we're not being charitable to one another. That is no, exactly what, what I was saying when I was removed from the room. In the chat, because you weren't on stage. What you said in the chat was, everyone in here is too uneducated to have this conversation. <laughs> this needs to be a completely different, like nobody in here can do this. Why are we doing this? None of you know. And then you got removed. No, that is not what happened, and you need to produce a screenshot of that chat. I don't take screenshots to keep. Well, his then there you go. So but then, that's what so happened. Then, but that is not what happened. That is one hundred percent not what happened. You can ask Lee. You can ask any we'll ask all the other anybody else. No, ask, anyone else. No, you can ask again. The, you even said that today? the reason. No, the reason I was removed. You even said to me that the reason I was removed is because the racists don't like. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha, uh-huh. no, 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 no. Do not quote That is what you that. said. Chris, I can, I Chris, can show that Chris, screenshot in Chris, Discord. Do you not, literally said hold that. on, hold on. No, 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 I'm not going to let you do that, okay? What I said to you was that the reason you were removed is because you have been unrepentant about the comments you made about Cherry. That is right, the and I will continue to be the question, unrepentant for telling quiet, the truth about the a crazy you just asked me, Chris, I don't want to talk over you all day. The question you just asked me was, what were you saying in the chat when you were removed? Then I repeated what you were saying in the chat. The question of why were you removed is everyone who had had the conversation was saying, Chris has been unrepentant about his comments about the brothers and Sister Cherry. That's why you were removed. Yeah, that's that's also a lie. They lied. And so the room is filled with liars. They're not lying about how think, they feel. They're lying. That's they're they lying. They're, well, no, they, they are Have lying. you been repentant about what you said? Absolutely not. I have nothing there you to go. They're for. Not I did lying. absolutely I did absolutely nothing wrong. The implication is that I did and said racist things when I did not. And so they are wanting me to repent for something that never happened that other Chris? people have been lying about and I will not do that and I right. will not I will not bow to the insane people. I'm sorry. I'm, it's just I'm not, not going to happen. Lying. What had happened was you referred to Sister Cherry as a demon worshiping witch, and you referred to her. I as did not. You, lying. you now you are lying. No, oh, no, no. Boy. Please you don't drop it. it. Please don't drop it. it. This is too good. Wait, wait, right wait. Now. You said you are 100% it. One hundred. No, I don't want to talk lying. over you. I didn't interrupt you. You referred in. Fr- I'm only repeating what you said in front of me. I don't know what you said in other rooms. You said to me. I never she, said. To I don't want to talk that. over you. You said to me that she was a demon worshiping witch on three separate occasions. Then not in front of me. I didn't see this. You referred to the guys 
as flying monkeys. I'm not making a comment on this. I'm telling you, that's why they're mad. Okay? That's it. Yeah, and that's I why never, they're mad. I, and, and, and I have yeah, told great. you, you should go fix that. You should go no, do something and that, about it. No, and that was handled when we talked about it, but then they wanted to try to make it into a racial narrative, which it wasn't. And they know that but they're they lying about it. they go have the conversation. No, don't, we try to have the conversation. They them. will not. No, I will continue not to slander them because I can't slander somebody who is clearly lying. Slander is something that is not true. They are liars. They're lying liars. And I will not stand Chris, for it. They're and just you shouldn't either. No, they are not repeating what I said. Yeah, that's, I've only heard you say he called us flying monkeys. That's, no, that's it. I have heard that's them literally on audio say a bunch of other stuff and you tend to ignore that stuff and then you're like oh i'm just gonna push the narrative that chris is the bad guy in this situation and i'm tired of it no no i am not the the bad guy in this situation they are the unrepentant liars and they need to be held okay let me get one more in one more chris i am yo spy be quiet i am the one person who is defending you? Ask anyone on this app in those I'll rooms. I defend. Well, I know Nate does, but in those rooms, I'm the person who gets beat up for defending you. So don't be coming to me with I'm pushing any narrative. The message I'm coming back to you with is this is why they're upset. You should understand. I don't know what you need to do about it. Something needs to be done, or There's everyone needs to just needs get to over be it. Done because they they are attempting to turn it into something it is not. This is what the woke mob does. These folks They're are a not bunch a of woke leftists. Mob. They are a woke mob. And I I mean, do you, they're do you Christians, want me to, dude. No, they're, they're not their Christians. politics can be whatever. They're not they're... Christians. No, their politics. It, I'm not talking about. <laughs> Wait, not none of them are Christians. They are not Christians. Okay, hang on. Let me let me let me show you real quick. The rest of them are a bunch of pagans. All right, let me jump in real fast. Okay. So uh let's see. If I were being paid a great sum of money, I would say uh, Chris doesn't need to repent of what he thinks he doesn't need to repent of, but it's also not lying to say he's not repentant because that would be factually true. He is not repentant. That's why he's removed. But Chris doesn't need to be repentant because he didn't say anything he thinks is wrong. So go your separate ways. I'm pretty sure that's the right answer. There you go. I had, I got 100%. my, uh, I got hey, my... can I quickly speak about Chris? No, I'm quiet. Not Chris. Connie first. He's a troublemaker. No, shush, Connie. Spy, am I a troublemaker? I hope so. Um, I got my I got my uh, genetic thing back, and um, my my mom always said that we were that her mother was three quarter Cherokee and Shanta. I got no Indian in me. That I was lied to too. My, I was I was expected to be like sixteenth Indian, like Cherokee Indian, and zero, none of it. And if I you know, look at my, I know. And if you look at like my mom and especially my great grandma, I'm like. No one's going to say she's not an Indian. So like, did it skip me somehow or was it like adopted secretly? I don't know, but there is zero Indian, but I am black. 2%. My grandmother. 0.02%. My grandmother looks Indian really and truly. So I was so totally sold, but I'm 42.7% German, 20.1% English, 13.9% Eastern Slavic. That's over by Moldova and Romanian border. I'm 6% Irish, 6% French, and 8% Spanish. Go figure. I'm totally surprised by it. Wait, Connie, that's a lot of German. You you weren't aware of uh, it? Are, sure no. are you sure you don't have a black? 
I was pretty sure that I was a lot German because my my maiden name is Bremer, B-R-E-M-E-R. That's about as German as you're going to get. And uh, my dad's people um, uh, had six sections of land in Minnesota. I think there's a lot of Germans in Minnesota, although I never got to go there. But is it Chris? Aren't you a lot of German, Chris? Does that explain your short uh, temper? So I'm half German, half Irish. Oh, there you go. Uh, Winning combo. I think I'm like 67% Irish and like 30-something percent English and then like a few other percent of the rest of it. Didn't you get a total breakdown? Chris, are you positive, dear, that you only have two? Because like I never would have Oh, I'm sure it's... What percent of demon are you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm probably like 4% demon. I mean, if you ask Steph right now, it's like nine. Uh, All right. Well, Spy, Spy came, well, well, Spy came back. So, Steph, let me quickly say something about Chris. Chris, uh, I heard that you got You're not going to say anything. Out. You're not going to no, say anything. No, I know you. We're trying to move on. Spy, did you do as Steph asked? And is that why you're back? Because you researched middle knowledge? Oh, yes. Yes, right, I Steph did on. it. Yes, I well, did what's it. Middle and, knowledge? Uh, Let's start with that. And, what is middle knowledge? Okay. <laughs> the whole concept, first of all, I knew about this, but anyway, the whole concept of a middle knowledge has something to do with a God knowledge. God knowing the past, the present, and the future. Pretty much whatever that's happening, God is, it's all about no, God knowledge that, overall. That nothing that has nothing to do with bro, 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 bro. I'm reading right now exactly literally what it says here. All right, and what's then uh, the, the what's concept, the title of the web page posted the, in the, the chat? The concept, okay. First of all, Chris, I'm not speaking to you right now, okay? The concept of knowledge uh, is come from the word like a Malinisma. Malinisma. It says that it's a concept in the philosophy of religion. First of all, it's a philosophy of religion, particularly in the context in the context of discussion about divine foreknowledge. That's what it says here. I'm not reading out of my ass. I'm reading from no, no, the you're good. book textbook. So in middle knowledge, how does God understand the future? No, you asked me a question about the, 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 the middle knowledge. That's the whole concept here. No, and no, that no, had so, nothing so with... I'm just fine-tuning for you. So, so how does God understand the future in the idea of middle knowledge? How does he understand that? That's God knowledge. God, we, we, nobody's able to tell how God understands in the concept of middle knowledge right it's that god knows all possible outcomes and there's yes. some mechanism okay so you, you understand yes. that okay yes so that solves your question about regret doesn't it no <laughs> let me explain some to you it is about God and knowledge. God does God knows the outcome. This is not a problem about God knowing the outcome. This is about God acting upon some. God, this is about God feeling, God regretting something. When you regret something, there is an emotional attach in the thing. Here, one, if you don't mind, if you don't, if you don't, if you have a time, I will read to you exactly what is regret mean. When you just something, you wish. I'm going to fast track it for you real quick. So you can use regret in all sorts of ways, right? So an older use of the word regret is more like lamenting. You're not wishing you could go back in time. You're saying, I regret that this happened to you. I like 
that, so when we're looking at certain translations and it's using this older use of the term, it just, it can mean that you're disappointed or sad about something, right? So hold on. In the concept of middle knowledge, and again, I'm not saying this is what I hold to. I don't need other Christians to hold to this. You could have all sorts of views upon about how God knows things and still be within the realm of being okay. In the concept of middle knowledge, right? It's that God created man, knew all possible outcomes that man could do under any given situation, an incomprehensible yes, amount of possible. Yes, okay. Yes. So then yes. when man chooses to go a certain way, God is lamenting. God is saying, why did you do this? I, I regret that you have chosen to go this way. There is no problem there. There's no problem with God's omniscience. There's no problem with God's omnipotence. There's no problem with God's power or his authority under that structure. Do you understand? Okay, this is your understanding. Now, let me read what the Bible says. Forget about what you and I we understand. Let's read the Bible. This is very easy here. Now, the Bible says here, <clears throat> the Bible says, uh, what is it? Okay, in Genesis 6, 6, 7, it says here, the Lord regretted that he had made a human began, uh, I mean, human being on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. The heart of God was deeply troubled. Yeah, so the said. Lord said, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the, uh, the human race I have created. Which means that not just he regret creating human, he will also clean them out. He will disappear human. This is not just saying, this is something yeah. that may, if I, okay, this means like, a, if I knew you will have be, you will have do this thing, I will wipe you out. My whole point here, the concept of a middle knowledge is in conflict with the passage I'm just reading here. The middle knowledge is from, from someone who read it, and this is another the Bible. I'm reading exactly what the Bible says here, that if God knew that human will have behaved this way, he will have disappeared us. Now, no, let no, me. No, let me the idea is sister, that sister, no, sister, sister. What you said. The idea is that God knew that humans could have behaved this way, and then God knew that humans could not have behaved this way. He knew that it could have gone one way. He could have. And again, this is not prescriptive. This is the, within the realm of middle knowledge. This middle knowledge and the, the, that God knows. You okay. take. So if are you taking if the? God I'm sorry. Go ahead. Knew, if God knew that it could have gone A or it could have gone B. And there are millions and billions. There's an incomprehensible amount of possibilities, right? Did you wear shorts or pants today? Like that's all within God's understanding, okay? And all the effects of you wearing shorts or pants. If God knew that it could have gone A, B, C, D, E, or F, and then it goes B, and God is like, darn it. Where's the problem with his omnipotence? Thank you. And that's why there is a problem in the Bible texture. When you read no, the Bible, your, anybody... That was a question for you. Where is the problem with his omnipotence if okay, humans because of a, Because of him not knowing if a human would have behaved this way. If he knew human would have behaved this way, he would have wiped them out. This is the thing. No. This is the whole problem, sister. Please, you see, you are a human. I'm a human. So forget about, like I said, forget about the Christianity. Now let's read the text as it is. If you take this text to any knowledgeable person, that person will say, okay, whoever wrote this one is saying that God doesn't know everything. Because the whole point here is this. You see, let, let me finish, if you don't mind. It says here, 
I have, and then with them, the animal, first of all, he will wipe the human, and with them, the animal, the bird, and the creature, and the creature that move along the ground, for I regret I have made them. Now, this one is saying that God will get now. Let me give you one Samuel, one Samuel 15, 10. It says here, then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has carried out my instruction. All that is said here, Bye. that God, no, I'm not yelling, but I'm driving, I'm driving. And then, then I, I'm thinking that, speak they got that don't. Speak in that tone right there. There you go. Rock okay, back. I know you're, you're, you're intimidated by me. No problem. Let me speak slowly. So you know, I don't want you to cry right now. So now, yeah. this is... this. this. So, <laughs> hold on just a minute. I don't have access to a mute button. So, if you're going to act like that, my only option is to move with the audience. Maybe Steph will have kindness upon you and bring you back. But let's not be a jerk. Or maybe I, Nate I think will it's, regret. I think it's fair to say... <laughs> I think it's fair to say no one is intimidated uh, by a guy yelling. It's because it's staticky and we can't hear you. So 1 John 3.20, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. So in the Bible that you want to keep going to, go to 1 John 3.20, God knows all things. So you cannot be reading the way you think you're reading correctly because that will conflict with God knows all things. All right, Steph, if you want to uh, bring this guy back, I just wanted to say that because we're going nowhere. It's like God doesn't know stuff. God doesn't know stuff. God knows all things. That's in the Bible. Pl plenty of yelling today. Was I yelling? Yeah, I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, no, should, no, no. I shouldn't have yelled, good. by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry for yelling at you, Steph. Oh, uh, thank you. I yelled at you too, so I'm sorry for that. It's cool. We, uh, whatever. All right. So listen, spy. Oh, he gone. Look, I'm not even telling him that he should hold to middle knowledge. Right. He's up on the stage. Oh, he, oh, he came to the stage. Okay. Sorry. I was looking for him in the audience. Spy, listen, man, I'm not even telling you that you should hold to middle knowledge or determinism or any of the spectrums of, of beliefs about the reality is that what we know is that does Philip really want to come up or did he hit that by accident? I realize you might've hit that by accident. Okay. We don't know the intricacies of all of how God thinks and sees time and how he functions within this information, right? Like, we don't know for sure. So as humans, we're putting forth ideas that might work. So either way, the idea of regretting allowing Saul to become king or regretting that he made humankind is not, you are failing to prove that that somehow makes God, like, not omnipotent impotent that is the word i'm looking for you're you're like you're failing to prove that god feeling that god lamenting or god feeling regret is somehow means that god is also lacking power that's what you have to establish in order for us to get on this train with you thank you um you see i don't know if i can give you better than the two verses i gave you to you right now i do agree with you that god is all-knowing i agree with all that i do not have problem that with you as a believer i have no problem with that but if i read the bible and then, then there are many texts in the bible that actually contradict God being omnipotent, like the guy like a just said already earlier that god is all-knowing 
No problem. He knows the past, the present, the future. He knows what will happen. I do not have problem with that. Let's make that clear. But somehow, when I read different passages of the of the Bible, you and I, as a human, as a people, would think. I'm talking about the thinkers. When you read that, you can say that there is a human words, human phrases in this particular passage, like a God regretting. God, a person, I mean, God knowing everything does not regret. God creating everything, he does not regret. His law are his law. He does not regret men, no matter. You see, those words regretting are human stuff. Human regretting, because when you regret something, it's because we do not have other option. Because if we had option, we would not create uh, 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 we will not create a room for regret, but regretting is lack of option. If we had option for better, we will do that. So let's be honest here, guys. You don't have to agree with me, but let's be honest here. The moment that you regret, when you regret something, it's like, oh man, if I knew that, I would have not done this. That's the whole point here, Alan. No one's got, yeah, no one's going to agree with that because it's not correct. But what we're saying is, it's like you're trying to, this isn't even a straw man, it's something else, like a balloon or something. But you're trying to build a case that no one else is that no one else is fighting against. The problem is not with the, what the Bible says. The problem is how you're reading it. So we all agree God knows stuff. It says it in our Bible. It says it in whatever you believe. So God knows everything. So whenever you read God regrets, does that mean the people who wrote the Bible have no idea what the rest of the Bible says? Of course not. So what else could it be? It means they're using that word. And it's not the same way you're trying to define it thousands of years later. So it's a problem with the way we're, by we, I mean you, you're reading it, not a problem with what it says. That's, that's the whole case. And, you know, we could disagree, but that is the problem. And that's the solution. So either you can say, okay, even your own Bible says God knows all things. So I don't have a complaint with that anymore. So does that mean this, this writer didn't know that someone else wrote God knows all things? No, that's, that's not right. We think people can read stuff. So then it has to be the way in which we're reading it. That's the answer. And we can either agree and go on thinking God knows everything and, you know, regret is not the way you define it. Or you can, you know, disagree and define it however you're defining it. So what about if I bring you some scholar exactly actually confirming what I just said and I'll give posted a link what scholars say about that particular verse itself that it is troubling. Is it problematic? It goes against, uh, uh, the, uh, as the sister said, uh, God being omnipotent, omniscient. It goes against that. What about if I show you some short scholars, some Bible scholar uh, 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 agreeing with me? What would you say to that, brother? Well, I would say that that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter what their pedigree is. Like, that's just like, you know, find me a, like, I can find a scientist to peddle anything I want them to. Like, there's no shortage of that. You can find a Bible scholar to take a position for probably anything you want. So that's what I would say. People are right. flawed. People there's are flawed. liberal. Yeah, there's liberal Bible scholars that will say all sorts of nonsense about God being not omniscient. And you can find any of that stuff. The point being, Spy, not even Muslim apologists make this argument. Like, I don't know where you're getting this nonsense. But, like, if you go to MuslimApologists.org, you know, they're not even going to make this argument, man. Like, you're not going to find Muslim apologists that are going to be like, you know, I'm going to attack the immutability of the Christian God. Like, just no one's doing that. Like, I, I just, like there are better Muslim arguments that you could spend your time on. 
Okay, I know you like to attack me, but you don't understand. So, Chris, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not speaking about God here. Please, don't mistake, don't, 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 don't twist my word here. I'm 